what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. And man, we were just talking about getting into this TLC pay-per-view recap. And yeah. we the, the the consensus from both of us was almost like a do we have to? Like we're talking about, you know, anime and you know, all sorts of stuff, fantasy football. We talked, I think we talked Dude. about for a good 30 minutes before, yeah, before. I just started hitting recording right now. We talked about fantasy, anime. Dude. Oh my God! Crossover the the CW crossover the yeah, crisis crisis yeah. <laughs> just just anything to to not talk about <laughs> TLC for a second. We just kind of organically just had a whole other podcast that we didn't even record. Just now. we did. We we just that was a whole episode. Seriously, we just did right there. Oh man! So yeah, and and that is that is not. I, I guess it's just telling of of what this pay-per-view was man honestly because there was there was some good moments i'll say i'm not it gonna was, totally it was it was drop napalm on the pay-per-view yeah but some positive uh moments yeah. out there you know it was not terrible yeah but then you know there's there's there was there was a little bit of botchamania going on oh, too as well that just like, clearly oh yeah. my god yeah there there's like, some like in, even uh, I wanted to say towards the end with Kyrie saying she was just looking loopy. I'm like, yeah, she looks. Let's just get of right it. into that. Let, let's, yeah. let's just buck the okay. format for a let's second. Do it, and bro. Just go, because I did want to uh, to talk about that. Like, uh, so when when people see the the pay per view, if you haven't seen it yet, you know. Um, Kyrie saying, you know, she botched a lot. There were a lot of mistakes that she made, but I do believe she was concussed. So I want to just preface all of this by saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give the women in this matchup a pass because I feel like Kyrie was injured in that matchup. I don't know when it happened. I got to watch back to see, but you can notice there's certain. I think there's a moment on Twitter. Somebody okay. on, on Twitter shared it. It's like a five, six second clip. Uh, it's a moment when they're over there by the announcing tables, all four of them. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte and Becky Lynch, you know, remember they're tossing the cameras and they're throwing them yeah. at Oscar and uh, Kyrie Sane. I think one of the cameras from Becky actually hit Oscar. Not Oscar, I'm sorry, Kyrie Sane, like on the back of the head. Ooh. And 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 then they he slowed it down too. He slowed down the clip so you could see it. So that's what it looked like. That was the moment. I thought maybe it was when. The powerbomb sequence mm. uh, outside of the ring when Charlotte had Kyrie Sane and powerbombed her on a table right on the outside. I thought maybe that's when she got concussed, but no. Nah. Wow. Yeah. So, like I said, because I, there in this matchup, there were a lot of botches. There were a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of just, like, timing there issues. Oh things were wrong. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just... 
torched this matchup because again, I feel like the injury threw everything off, and so when any anytime something like that happens, you know that that then becomes a serious situation. You want to make sure that the wrestlers were safe, and I just felt concerned. Like I stopped caring about the matchup I at did. a certain point. I did. It, it definitely took me out of it because when I, I you just notice it. You you could not. Not see it, man. From Kyrie saying she, the way she just moved around, looking slow. Bad. I'm like, man, she looks out of it. She like she had to get hurt or something. Yeah, they wanted her to do that top rope spot where she would jump off the top with the with the uh, elbow onto yeah. Charlotte and to Becky. And instead of going to the top, she she just stood on the apron. And I'm like, mm, this is not like Kyrie because Kyrie, she is usually just she'll go to that top rope, no problem, jump off the top. It's never an issue with her, you know, in terms of like taking a high spot like that. But she just was hesitant. She jumped. The table didn't break. You can hear people, you know, starting to do the like UF'd up chance, but it wasn't really loud. You know, it was like a murmur because I think people were starting to get that something was wrong. Yep. You know, like I think that, they start started to see, yeah. Yeah. If you was watching this at home, you you saw it. You definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the arena, it'd be hard. But it would, with at home, you could definitely tell, like, something was wrong. Like, she was she was not right. And I could even see them talking to, to Kyrie. You know, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. I saw Asuka talking to Kyrie a lot. I saw Becky talking to Kyrie, you know, trying to pick up Kyrie and have and help her up, you know, to, to execute some of the moves. Um, you know, and then at a certain point, they just stopped. You know, they just let Kyrie kind of just lay there, and Asuka basically did everything at the end. Yeah. You know, so. That pretty, pretty much confirmed my assumption right there, then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. she was concussed. She was hurt. And now that I think about it. You know, maybe she was concussed before that suplex. I'm thinking it was the suplex delivered from Charlotte. But now that I think about it, it took Kyrie like for a while to her to pick herself up during that maneuver. Because when you're doing a suplex, not a suplex, but a, a power slam, you know, Charlotte's not like picking up dead weight because you're right. lifting your, your core up. Right. Kyrie was just kind of sitting there yeah. for a good few seconds before she started to like all right, now I'll pick myself up. And I'm like, okay, that looks kind of off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, you could see it. You could see that there was no, usually they help each other out with a lot of these moves, right? Yeah. Like yep. Kyrie in that situation, you'd expect her to like pull, use her core to pull herself up or to like grab at the back of Charlotte's head and pull herself up. There's so many ways I've seen them do it. And in this situation, yeah, like you said, she was dead weight. She was just dead weight. And Charlotte had to, just just muscle her up and eventually make the move happen um but yeah just just Kyrie was just out of it and at a certain point too like I want to say that Kyrie was somewhat emotional too after she took the power bomb and that's when I noticed Oscar really talking to her and then yeah. they they uh she helped her to her feet got her to the ring they put the ladder up there and Kyrie was supposed to protect um Oscar while she was climbing the ladder but then when Charlotte and Becky came in with the chairs Kyrie just ran away she just like had wanted nothing to do with it and then it was Becky and and Kyrie on the outside and there was yeah B- Becky didn't really do anything to to Kyrie she just they were just kind of there on the outside uh Kyrie laid there and then I could see kind of a conversation kind of happened between Becky and Asuka I almost figure Becky was saying hey you know it's it's you like you have to do all these spots now so she would she did the exploder to the ladders on the outside like three times to Asuka but but then Asuka really didn't sell it because again it's just her because in that situation I'm thinking wait she'd be laid out for a little bit 
Kyrie would come in and then try to be the one to make the save um, to stop Becky from climbing the ladder. But it was Asuka that right after taking, I think it was like three um, exploder suplexes. Yeah. She got up. On those stack got, of ladders right there. Yeah. And then she got up and, and, and was the one to try to stop uh, Becky when she was in the ring. And she even... Uh, was the one to pull the ladder with the rope that was attached to it to bring yeah. Becky down. Um, so yeah, like you said, they, like Kyrie saying there was something wrong. She was loopy. Um, I hope that she's okay. Um, if she was concussed and she's in any kind of concu- uh, concussion protocol, I just hope she she's you know it's okay. not too Which severe. About the best, yeah, yeah, seriously. So so like I said, I just it, I think it's good to just get this one out the way because you know it's one thing if the wrestlers just were doing a bad job and the timing was was off because they were just not focused, but there was an injury involved that kind of threw everything off, and I think they were trying to protect her while continuing the matchup to a point too. So you know just. They get a pass for sure on this one, and I, I just we just wish all the best to Kyrie Sane. Let um, me so, ask you this: yeah. since we didn't do predictions, were you worried at all? You know, before you know, yeah. none of Kyrie Sane incident. Were you worried at all that Kyrie Sane and Oscar were going to lose the titles to Charlotte and Becky Lynch? Yeah, it, if if we would have, I would have picked Becky and and Charlotte to win because of the way that they have booked it. And I think that they kind of booked themselves into a weird spot where you know Charlotte basically beat them by herself. And then Becky had the matchup, the same matchup, handicap match, and was looking dominant as well until the disqualification. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm supposed to believe that Kyrie and Asuka can beat them off of that. Like, had you not said, or had we not seen the those handicap matches, then of course I would say, yeah, absolutely, I'm rooting for, for Asuka and, and for, for Kyrie, and they should win because yep. they need this. You know, so but the way they booked it, it just seemed like again they just they they booked it where the logic would have said there's no way they should win this matchup. Yeah, I would have. That was I would the, have, that was the way the story was told because of the of the botches, I guess. Because uh, like, man, how the hell did they walk away from that? You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, Gosh, I'm I'm watching this matchup again, and I'm seeing this this top rope elbow right now, and just or I guess it was supposed to be a splash or something, and um, yeah, it's just it it just wasn't Kyrie. Kyrie was uh, just not herself. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the part you got it at. Yeah. Right now, okay. it was Charlotte and and Becky on the table, and and Kyrie went up top, and I thought it was an elbow that she tried to hit, but it looked actually, actually like a splash, like she was trying to do almost like a frog splash yeah. from the apron. And it just did not work, you know, and and they said Charlotte tried to get out the way, which is kind of hard to tell if she actually did try to get out the way or if just because of the way that Kyrie didn't land the right way, if it just all got messed up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it was it was messed up, man. It was, man. And what do you think they're trying to accomplish at the end of all of this, man? Like, what is the story going forward? Like, because. I'm I'm trying to see are are they just kind of stuck in limbo like what's going to happen going forward for Royal Rumble cuz now you're getting ready to build towards WrestleMania now. Um now do you specifically mean with uh the women's tag team matchup and the way that ended or the way that all the wrestlers were like brawling at the end? 
Well, uh, I'm just saying, like, going forward, you know, how how the way it ended, like, where are Charlotte going? Where is Becky okay. going? Where is her yeah. story going? You know, I, I, I know, you know, basically Oscar and Kyrie saying they're good. They're running the, the women's division for tag team. That's great for them. That's a good spot for them. But now, okay, what are we going to do with Charlotte? Because it seemed like she was just stuck in limbo and, like, one step away from wrestling purgatory. And then you got Becky, who's just been... I don't know, just floating around uh, ever since Survivor Series, man. So I, I don't know, like, you know, how do you build her going forward for Royal Rumble? Yeah, um, but just based off this matchup, there's no clear direction to where they're going, I would say. You know, like, I could make some stuff up, but to be honest with you, mm-hmm. the way they booked this, there is no direction for them going going past this, really. Because they've been rivals all this time, then you team them up, and then they lose. They didn't have any like miscommunication or any issues to say. Hey, you know, now they're going to start feuding with each other. You know, because they lost this matchup because you know they just couldn't get on the same page. Like there was nothing like that um, built in this matchup. So, and then they cut away from it right away after after Oscar and Kyrie Sane won, and to this whole brawl thing that happened at the end. So it just kind of was like it almost didn't happen. Yeah. Like you just couldn't even really take in, you know, anything that had how the match ended and what we were seeing and, you know, what the future could hold. Like it was just like, all right, I'm moving on. So, you know, to the next thing, like, let's hurry up and, and cut away to, you know, Roman Reigns and Corbin and whatever, whoever else they decided to just add to that big brawl they were doing. Because yeah, that brawl was was important. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, Jerry was like, yeah, they've been brawling for 30 minutes back there, you know, during this. Because the the story was they were brawling all throughout this, the the women's tag team championship ladder match. Yeah. You know, like throughout that whole thing. Ever since that segment with uh, the Street Profits. Right. Getting ready to do their recap of what, you know, just happened and a brawl was taking place. Yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, in terms of the future now, you know, not going specifically off of what they what they showed us and just thinking outside the box a little bit. I mean, I would say that the fact that they are putting Charlotte with Becky um, would mean that she would be there is an opportunity, I would say, for them to build a storyline around Charlotte and Becky facing off each other because they failed. And I could see Charlotte blaming Becky. I could see Becky not taking you know that very well at all, and just like them maybe rekindling their rivalry. I gotta out. be honest though; that's a story they would have to like build to get me for for me to want to see that. Because right now I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a Becky and Charlotte. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no, I, I, yeah, I'm with rivalry. you. Like, I, I'm just I not want down them to figure rivalry. out something else for yeah. Charlotte to do specifically um because yeah they and they talk about it actually like man I, we just can't escape each other you know like the i don't know becky will say like they just seem to always want to put you against me and you know charlotte will say yeah like i'm sick of facing you too but here we are so um you know but but it just <laughs> i'm trying to figure out like you know looking and maybe extrapolating from the little that they gave us what the plan is for charlotte and i would say the only thing you know, would would potentially be a feud with with Becky again somehow, some way, um, because what else? Yeah, what else is there for her to do yeah. besides? I don't go see after her doing maybe a continue continuing a feud with Oscar because I, I it seems like just the way they finished that it was it was final. 
just how the way Oscar closed that out. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they would recapture that. You know how how they like to keep on doing these uh, rivalries or these feuds. Yeah, I mean, you know how many matches matches they can get up out of it. Right. Right. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, her versus Oscar. I would sign up for it if Oscar. If I believe that. Like Oscar was gonna get her payback because you know Oscar won this one. Yeah, but it's a tag match. It's not the same as Oscar beating Charlotte one on one. That's true. And I feel like I'm still looking for that. Like Charlotte beat Oscar for the title at Mania. She retained her title at that one Mania that they fought. Yeah. Then um, right before last year's Mania, she took the belt from Oscar to then make that matchup, that triple threat matchup with her, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch for all the gold. Um, so she's one-upped Asuka a bunch of times. So I think uh, I, I'm not sure that I want to see them face off against each other because I'm not sold that Asuka would win. You know, and I feel like I, I want Asuka to get built up stronger and to, to be to get back to where she was in NXT, honestly. Then who else then? Who else is in the women's division on Raw? Besides? I, I'm trying to think of that because, yeah, right now it seems, <laughs> seems bare right now. It seems like it's yeah. just these four women. Like, I got to get my, my noggin going. I'm like, hold on, but who else is there? Now right. is, is, is it feels injured. like this is it. Yeah, the so. way they've, they've done it. Yeah. Nia Jax is injured. Maybe she's, maybe she's healthy and they're keeping it quiet, you know, and she'll yeah. come back. Ember moon. Like, I don't remember if she's on raw or SmackDown anymore. So, you know, maybe they have something for her. I mean, I think Ember's, people. I think she's injured. Right. She's, yeah, hurt. she's on the yeah. shelf for a while. But like, just for how long was that injury supposed to be for? And what you know, we don't know. Yeah. And then Ronda Rousey still is out there. Like, yeah. people have, you know, the, the rumors were were there that maybe she's coming back. And we thought that last pay per view at a Survivor Series it would happen, and it didn't. So maybe, maybe Royal Rise at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that would be more about Becky Lynch than Charlotte. You know, so I, I I'm anticipating. Yeah, but but I, I'm cool with that. Then what do you? But you got to find something for Charlotte now. Though. For Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I don't know. We already did Trish Stratus versus Charlotte. So, yeah, you know, I don't know what else we would. Done. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll see what the coming weeks. We'll talk about this. For, yeah, we will parking lot that. Yeah. Just for for now, we'll just cap that and, and see what they give us on Raw. Maybe they give us some clues as to where they're going with with Charlotte a little bit there. But for Becky, you know, she's. She's uh, she's the champ. So the, all they need to do really is find another another contender, and maybe there's someone we're just not thinking about, like Carmella. I, I think is she on Raw currently? I think she is because Truth is on. Is Truth no, on no, Raw? Or no, SmackDown? because she. No, no, she's on SmackDown because okay, Corey so Grace is on true. SmackDown. That's oh that, right, that, right, right, why right, right, right. I remember right. that. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Because they like to keep the couples together. So. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, <laughs> now that you say that, um, oh, man, who I was just thinking about something here. Uh, Zelina Vega. So that kind of will segue into that a little bit and talk about this pre-show situation. Now, I okay. didn't see the pre-show, but I saw the, the little recap. I did, too. Did. I saw a little recap. Right. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you said, what do they have for Charlotte? Well, you could bring some real-life storylines into this. Um, so... <laughs> In the pre-show, you had Umberto Carrillo against Andrade. I know where you're going with this. Umberto Carrillo defeated Andrade, and Andrade and Zelina Vega 
seemed like they had a little bit of an issue. Yeah. That maybe you know, a disagreement. Andrade, they had a disagreement. So if now now real life, let's cut it to real life. Right. In real life, Andrade is dating Charlotte Flair. So if they're having an issue and Zelina Vega and Andrade are on the outs, maybe you work in because Zelina has taken a shot or two at Charlotte Flair a couple times in their opening promos, you know, as, as Andrade is walking out to the ring. She's done that. I've caught it a couple times on Raw already. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, this is a while back, though. Yeah. So when, when he was first drafted to Raw. Um, so. I'm thinking, okay, now they, this could be reaching, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there that there's an opportunity for a potential Charlotte, um, uh, Zelina Vega kind of uh, fate, uh, feud, and maybe even work, you know, Andrade Alistair, and oh. like let's acknowledge, <laughs> let's acknowledge, you know, the you know have Andrade knock on Alistair's door, you know, just to say, hey, you know, what's just to, I don't know, I think it'd be fun to kind of work in the real-life relationships, because it's always kind of been awkward. Ever yeah. since I found out that Zelina yeah. was married to Aleister Black, I'm like, but she's managing him. She's managing Andrade. So at some point, it would be cool to see Zelina with Aleister. And it'd be cool to on-screen acknowledge that Charlotte and Andrade are dating. So you could, there yeah. could be something. Because Charlotte and Andrade are pretty candid with their... Uh Oh yeah, on social media. Yeah, social man. media, they're all See, over, man. Yeah, like Instagram, yeah. Twitter, you know those two are dating. It is no secret. It's no secret. So I think maybe we're getting to that point where they're just saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's." Because and and they're, they've been pushing Andrade. Like Andrade has had some some a lot of wins. He's had a yeah. streak. No championships, but that's okay. He is winning and he's looking good in those wins. This loss to Humberto, like I said, I didn't see the match before when I saw from the video. It looked like it was a pretty decent matchup. So not a bad loss from the take to an up and coming guy that they're, you know, they're giving him a win just to kind of see where he goes from there. So I'm cool with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's there might be a little bit of potential there. Now, hopefully they don't do the whole like Becky Seth thing where yeah yeah i, I don't want to get it like convoluted like that like yeah now now the story gets lost and yeah i i, I hate for that to happen i yeah i, I feel like it would be it, it's gonna it would be tough it'd be tough to to ignore that but then have them feud with each other so there's got to be a way to do it where it just doesn't Maybe seem learning lessons from how the way they did it I with hope seth so. and you know and becky i hope so maybe I they hope. can you know correct course with you know Selena Vega and Aleister Black because that dude needs some some fashion choices from his wifey man today I don't know what was up with that uh, wrestling gear we'll talk about that later <laughs> we'll talk about it we'll talk about it I mean it, it, it happened it <laughs> happened but um, yeah I just you know just, just throwing that out there you know like if they're starting to have issues you know Zelina Vega and Andrade you know and they are no longer you know manager and and, and uh, you know wrestler then that split could lead to potentially Zelina being paired up with Alistair and potentially having issue with Andrade's girlfriend Charlotte Flair maybe they allow them to have some kind of matchup against each other and Zelina you know I would love to see what Zelina can do as a wrestler I'd love to see you know her use her charisma her I've only seen her work. very brief even in NXT yeah. she was used very brief as well so exactly so yeah. it'd be nice it'd be nice to, to give her a shot let's yep. see what she can do 
Yeah, so I'd be with that. I'd be with that. But um, oh, and then there's the potential return of uh, Liv Morgan because they were oh, they the building makeover. that up a little bit too. Yeah, <laughs> what's makeover. that? I said the makeover, the the Emelina part two or however many times they've done this with with different female wrestlers. Oh man, I, look. Hopefully it's a swerve and it's not like okay, makeover into like this this super sexy version of Liv Morgan and it's kind of like. The exact opposite. It's like she's like, you know, dark and just like crazed or whatever, you know, because there was a rumor about her being Sister Abigail, which I'm like, eh, I don't, I'm not really with that. I don't really like that idea. But if she does her, I like I heard that from somebody before as well. Yeah. 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 It, that, I think that rumor had was, was, is old, you know, for, for, it had been a while. I think back even when he was just like, when Bray Wyatt was still rocking chair Bray Wyatt, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, I think there was a rumor then, but I think she had posted some things on social media that kind of got people talking about it again, that, oh, maybe she could be Sister Abigail, you know, and she'd tease some, some mysterious kind of stuff out there. So anyway, um, but I'd love to see, like, if, if there is going to be this big change for her, don't do the, you know, I'm the, 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 the cutesy, super sexy, you know, Liv Morgan, like, let her be different, let her be, like, edgy, let her be, you know, a little more interesting, and, and, you know, let's see the dark side of her personality, I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. because we already have, like, with Mandy, so. Exactly. Why do, why do we need to do that for Raw? It, it would be purely Vince then, it, you know, like Vince just loves his blonde. So, you know, he to does. have her, yeah, be another one like that, it would be like, okay, Vince wants this. But, you know, hopefully, you know, even him, he's like, you know what, we've had this. Let's do something different and, and let Liv Morgan kind of play around with the character some. I think that'd be fun. So, yeah, that could be another one for Charlotte. And she had issues with Charlotte. Charlotte was the – I think that was the last match she had when she when she left. Yeah, and remember? She said, already, I'm going to get real. <laughs> right. You know? Next time when I come back, yeah. it's going to be real. Right. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe it'll be Liv Morgan to come back Morgan. and – Yeah. She, she eliminates Charlotte from the Royal Rumble, and then they have a little feud going on. You know, that, that could be out Ooh, there too. Ooh, okay. All yeah. Right. So right. we got like there. It. Yeah, yeah. Right. We got there. There's two for you. We did. There we go. We figured this out. We dissected this and we talked about it. And now we figured out what the possible roadmaps. <laughs> cool, cool. So let's let's move on to uh, the beginning of the actual pay-per-view itself. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup. TLC ladder match between the New Day and the Revival. Uh, give us your take on this match. What do you think? I thought it was a, a, a good, decent match, man, between Revival and New Day. It was, you know, they was doing some hardcore, uh, nifty moves with the with the ladders, you know. Yeah, Kofi uh, was Kofi. He was, man. He was still he, he was still getting his uh, he was still getting the love, man. You know, yeah. Kofi being Kofi, you know, uh, showing the arsenal what he can do in the air was good. And, you know, you got Big E doing his doing his suicidal suplexes outside the ring too. It's always crazy watching him do that. It I'm is, like, man. This looks so oh, man. Cool. His size doing that through the ropes, full yep. speed, taking scares me every else. time. It, it scares me every scary. time. It's exciting, but it scares me every time because <laughs> I'm thinking he's just be. gonna take one bad bump and that's it. Yeah, that's it. He's on the shelf for a year. 
man, they've done it so many times where I feel like they've they've figured out a way to make it safe, and he just keeps doing it and it keeps working. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. Every time I see it, I, that's what I feel. I'm like, man, this this is this is gonna be the time he gets hurt. This is gonna be the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is it right this here. I know it. <laughs> right. Uh, prepare myself. Right. All right. All right. Cool. He's good. He's good. But exactly, he, man. <laughs> like my heart is relieved. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, great spots. Um, there was the spot where Kofi uh, he did like a flip into the ring and then ran off the ropes. Then he uh, what did he do? He tried to slide through the bottom rope, but the revival had the ladder and they dropped the ladder on top of Kofi, almost like like quote unquote cutting him in half basically yeah. with the ladder. So that sequence was really cool because again, Kofi was showing off his athleticism, but it was a nice moment where the revival was kind of ready for it and they stopped him with that. So that was cool. Uh, Biggie doing that splash on the ladder on the outside was was crazy. He missed or I forget which one it was Dash or, or Dawson, but uh, they they moved out the way uh, from off the ladder. He did the splash on the raw ladder, which you know he's a big man, so there's no give there. So that was a crazy spot for him. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, just again, great, great job from you know from both teams really from the new days, especially and and specifically from Kofi Kingston because there was even one where he was on the ladder and they pushed the ladder over and he balanced himself on the rope. I feel like he uh, he uh, he like was standing on the rope and then oh, jumped that, back. Oh yeah, and did that DDT, Tornado DDT. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was insane. That was one of my yeah. favorite spots right there. Yeah, that I like was. that one a lot. Yep. I like that a lot. Yeah, he almost kind of like he was catching his balance too. He kind of yeah, noticed he almost. Boxed yeah, he it. was like, uh, I got it. I'm cool. Because <laughs> I think he jumped off of one leg. Like he got his, I think it was right leg was down. His left leg was kind of moving like, like a little bit, and he just jumped off of the one leg and then caught. I, again, I, I, it's hard to tell the two bit between Dash and Dawson, like which one is which. But you know, he caught him, and then it, it was like part DDT, part like um, you know, just just general you know falling slam, and you know, but it looked good. It looked good because again. He He's just he's so agile. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was man. That, that was another favorite spot. And uh, I think it was Dash taking that Big E from the top of the. Uh, oh man, ladder. yeah, the from big, big ending e. from the yeah, top. The big ending, yeah. yeah. That was. Yeah. Oh my god, it looked rough. Yeah, just from that height, getting the big ending, and then uh, Kofi was kind of like laid out, you know, but he was hanging off of the ladder, but yeah. kind of like just arms out. It's just kind of. Hanging there, and that was. I was impressed cool. by that because I thought maybe it was uh, Dawson who was kind of just keeping him. Because I know I noticed that he had his leg on one of the ladders. That yeah, that Kobe, yeah, Kobe yeah. had his body. Like, was he holding him up? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, was he kind of holding him, help so he could balance him, balance himself? But once he took his other foot, his other leg off the ladder, and started climbing on this one single ladder. I'm like, nah, Kofi, he just balanced himself like that. I was like, oh, my God, because I thought the ladder maybe would tip over because right. there's just so much weight on one side. Yeah, man, it was it was, again, great spots. I felt like it was a strong way to start the pay-per-view overall. It was a, it was, you know, a good, uh, very good, entertaining matchup. I felt like there was a, a missed opportunity from a storytelling standpoint with the revival because the revival, they're all about the old school, you know, no flips, just fists, right? So, you know, I think that with this being a TLC matchup, there could have been something around like, hey, you know, we want this to be a normal 
old school wrestling matchup for the titles. We don't do all these gimmick matches, right? <laughs> so, you know, you have on SmackDown, maybe they wrestle to figure out what the stipulation is going to be. Okay. Is it going to be an old school match or is it going to be a TLC match? And, of course, the crowd is going to be rooting for a TLC match. But, you know, the, the Revival, they don't give a damn. They just want the old school matchup. They lose the match, so it ends up being TLC, but they still refuse to fall into the trappings of your typical TLC matchup. So they don't want to use ladders. They don't want to use the tables. They don't want to use chairs. They just want to try to find a way to beat the New Day without all this and then climb the ladder and win. And so I think that would have been interesting to see them like, there's all these weapons, but they just don't want to use them because it's not old school wrestling. I can see that. And I can actually see Corey just, you know, make his point on that. Like, these guys are great. You see how they look at a proof of point. They're just all about fists no yes. no flips no special gimmicks no ladders looking we're getting the job done with just with their wrestling athletic ability exactly <laughs> and the fans they could they could just troll the fans with like oh they pick up a chair oh you want to see us or a table you want to see us use the table yeah no we're not using the table yeah. and the fans are just boo because they want tables all the time <laughs> you know you want a ladder no we're not yeah. gonna use this ladder this oh, is not wrestling God. this is not tag team wrestling uh, this is an old school i like so, that. yeah yeah, I swear, so man. They just need your 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 writing services, man. <laughs> I swear. Well, it's funny though because like, I like WWE. I, holler at your boy. It's Hafiz. Okay, this man has God given talent right here. <laughs> Thank you for that endorsement. I appreciate it. Now, I, hey, I, let me know WWE man. I'm here. I'm here. But uh, man, and actually, I got the idea listening to to Corey Graves during the the, the broadcast because he mentioned that well, just the the the, the whole thing about you know just. No flips, uh, just just fists. And he said it again. And he said something about the old school. And I'm thinking to myself, man, but they're in a, oh, no, he said, they said something about, well, they're going to disobey or go against their traditional ways of just old school wrestling in this matchup. Because in this match, there's ladders and they may have to do some flips. They may have to do some things that they're not used to doing. And I'm thinking, okay, two things. One is that is a cool story bit about them being at a disadvantage in this type of matchup. Yeah. Because the New Day, you know, especially Kofi, is a master of the ladder matches. Yeah. Like he's been in yeah. so many. So that, from a story standpoint, you would say the the Revival are coming in as being not, not that um, uh, experienced in these types of matches to really be able to handle what Kofi is going to bring to them. So that's that's an option, too. But also, too, like, damn, these guys, if they're so old school, if they're not used to, used to doing this or they don't they don't believe in this, then why are they caving to this? Why are they saying that this is OK, even though their whole thing is about, you know, the old school wrestling style? Like, let them be true to their characters and just like just say, no, we are not. We don't care what the fans want. We don't care that they want tables and ladders and all that. We're going to stick to who we are, and that's old school wrestling. And we're going to find a way to win this matchup in the old school way and just stay true to ourselves. So, you know, I think that would have been cool. But, you know, they didn't do it. So I it, hope maybe maybe I'm just, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud. But I hope that Revival recaptures the titles and say, like, these how tag team titles are not supposed to look like. All right, we're going to keep mm-hmm. it old school. We're going to read today and then get rechanged it, bring the gold. Just looking plated titles of new and introduce new WWE SmackDown tag team belts, man. The actual belts, they could actual they belts, could. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be another thing, another way that Get they that blue strap, that. just make a black strap with gold, just that classic, exactly, exactly, man. Yeah. Just have a lot, maybe a subtle 
different. I don't know. So it could be different from raw. Yeah. But yeah, man, just make it simple. Black and gold. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be another cool way for them to, again, stay true to themselves and say, nah, this thing looks like a toy. We want a, a real, like, traditional-looking championship belt. And then they just do a redesign to that fits more their style. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I like that idea. I think that would be a good way to go. All right. Oh, and the other thing, too, I want to say is you mentioned it a little bit, but Kofi Kingston, man, like, I felt like we had a little bit of a glimpse into what Kofi Mania was like in this matchup a little bit. The fans were really behind Kofi, and Kofi was having these moments of, like I was saying, where he would, like, um, you know, just use his athleticism in ways that kind of blew your mind. And I'm just like, man, it just reminds me of his run. And I just, it kind of got me pissed off again, like thinking of how it ended, you know, Brock Lesnar and all that. But it was just almost like a nice little moment of, like, well, at least he's still you know, getting some love and he still has these moments to kind of show us like what he can do. Yeah. And, you know, it was just kind of a back and forth for me kind of experiencing that with that Minneapolis crowd just going nuts for him in those spots and, and just were. him doing his thing. So. Channing, Kofi, Kofi. Yeah. That's a good point, man, because I did feel, I felt like I was getting some of that energy from, you know, the the WrestleMania build, you know, that yeah. Kofi WrestleMania, you know, that, that exciting story that exciting momentum he was on i got i felt like i was getting a little bit of that right there because i think what it is people just feel bad just the way he lost the wwe title now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i think that's what it is like you feel bad for him you feel for him man and he has this positive outlook on it like he still he doesn't dwell about it he's you so know he's just though. keep it yep. you just keep it going man you just keep it forward man going forward yep yep yeah, he mentioned on SmackDown. You know, he said it. You know, he's like, you know, I didn't because they were rubbing it in his face a little bit, and then he kind of bounced back and said, you know, I didn't, I didn't dwell on it. That's not my style. You know, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't let it, let it end me or let it, you know, bring me down. You know, I picked myself up and look at me now. I'm a seven time tag team champion. You know, and so, and I like that they acknowledged it a little bit. You know, with with uh, just kind of troll him. It was uh, Corbin. That was what I brought it up saying, you know, didn't you lose to Brock Lesnar in seven seconds? And he was like, well, it's actually eight seconds, but, you know, I'm not one to dwell or whatever. And like, <laughs> right. But um, just the way that he kind of, you know, just squashed and said, look, like, this is not that's not who I am. Like, positive I outlook like on it. Get man. Me. Yeah. yeah, man. Like power of positivity. I- Right, exactly, <laughs> and that's the only time that they, he's really ever even acknowledged what happened yeah. since since the, he lost. So you know, it was like, okay, we're getting a little something. That's that's fine for now. Um, so anyway, great showing for for Kofi and and for our boy Biggie too, man. Like they New Day look great, uh, Revival. You know, they look they look really good in this matchup. I won't say great, but they look really good. Yep. And I do hope, like you, that they do get another run with the tag team titles because they're a great tag team. Man, and they're already going for their fourth. Title run in the tag team doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I think crazy. that's what Corey mentioned. Like these guys could wow. be four time WWE tag team champions now. Well, hopefully they finally get a run that feels like legit. legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what's missing. That's, you say that, I'm yes, like, I feel like that. I, I'm shocked to hear four times. I know, I know. Just, that's that's. Them, what, I, I think that's what it is. And I was surprised to hear that amount too yeah that they're like they're four time and hmm okay yeah it's 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 one of the like with charlotte we talked about it that 
you know, she's won the belt so many times, yet so many of them, so many of those wins feel so empty because she lost the belt almost immediately afterwards. And it just feels like they're just piling up the title wins so she can catch her dad. Like, you know, it, it's it's one thing to win the titles that many times. It's another thing to have, actually have a meaningful run. You know, like Becky right now, this one run she's on right now with the Raw Championship, Raw Women's Championship, is is huge. You know, like she's she's she main event in WrestleMania and won the belts. And, you know, she's been champion since then. Like, that's... She was that's, double champion, remember? She, she was Becky, champ champ. Two, yeah, two two Becky belts. two belts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... You know, it's it's and Becky said it, too, in that promo tour, you know, like it's quality versus quantity, you know, and, mm-hmm. and her championship reigns actually mean something, you know, versus <laughs> yeah, just right. building up stats, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's true, man, because I'm, I'm, you know, when Charlotte won that 10th title, it felt like, OK, it, it didn't I didn't <laughs> exactly, feel right. like, oh, my God, 10, 10 times. And that's amazing. Like, you know, but it's like, just like, <laughs> like OK, yeah, cool. Okay. You did it 10 times. Yeah. And, you know, and then you lost or almost immediately. And it's like, well, does it really even matter now? I know. You know, know. it's like the 24 seven championship at this point for her. Yeah. You know? I find it funny that. That uh, the new day, how they crack subtle jokes about trying to keep up with the title with uh, Charlotte. The title, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yep, <laughs> yeah. Just, they'll throw those jabs every once in a while, you know, just which I, I do find funny, I'm sure she does too. Yeah. It's all good fun, um, but yeah, man, we'll we'll see, we'll see if uh, the revival can finally have a meaningful title run if they do get those titles back. It'd be nice to see. Um, before before they you know get to a point to where you know you get sick of them and you're like okay we need to see somebody else win the title and you know it just doesn't mean anything anymore to see them as champion like I think we're still at a point where we do want to see uh, them with the belts and see what that would look like yeah you know revival they do good work and they're such damn yeah. good heels oh exactly by the way did you you said you didn't watch the pre-show right I didn't know so there's a clip I don't know. What the hell was going on? But Revival was all up in Booker T's face, bro. Mm. Like, it was getting serious, man. It, I don't know. I think he was, I guess Booker T was talking about them. And Revival came back from backstage and had words with Booker T. And Dash was definitely having words with Booker T. He was saying, he was like, hey, he was taking out the the production earplugs out. It's like, oh, this ain't a WWE Network thing, man. This is between me and you. Go get your Harlem Heat brother, huh? He's the other better wrestler anyway. I was oh like, damn. Wow. <laughs> Where was this coming from? Wow. What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's something I want to check out. Oh, my God. Yeah, bro. It was. <laughs> oh, man, bro. It was getting hot. It was getting hot, man. It looked uncomfortable because... You see the way Booker T kind of res- responded. He he didn't he didn't say anything. He would just he would just keep his mouth shut because it felt like if he said something, he was gonna snap too. <laughs> Man, see sometimes you do get gems like that. Like last uh, at a Survivor Series, yeah, it was Sami Zayn going off on Booker T about how he was uh, minimizing Shinsuke Nakamura. Versus AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong's match. Like, oh, it's just, you know, they're just having a match. No, these three guys, they, this might be match of the night, match of the year. Like, put some respect on their names, basically, yeah. is what he was saying. So, Maybe I like that. It's the and, thing to do because who? Bailey called him out, too. 
Yep. <laughs> when uh, Booker T mispronounced the, the, he called them Bailey Bears or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Hold on, they're ba- they're Bailey buddies, not Bailey Bears." <laughs> Get it right. Whoa, Bailey buddies. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the. It's like a a poor man's version of talking smack, I guess, is doing that in the pre-show at this yeah. point. Because not everybody's watching that. So it just sucks that you have these things happening there. Like, I wish there was a there was a better platform for, their, yeah. for them to do that. should have recapped that because that was just a great even, little it, clip I saw. You. I was yes. like, man, this is money from the revival. Yeah, if you just, just exactly, if you just recap that during, the like, right before yeah. they have that matchup, or it was the opening match, so that's kind of tough to recap it right before they do that. But, um, gosh, it would be cool to, maybe they use that on on on, uh, on SmackDown. You know, like, use that on SmackDown yeah. somewhere just to kind of, you know, hype them up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's 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 something to catch. I'm definitely going to ch- uh, uh, check that out. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup, which I think for me was definitely match of the night. Um, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. No longer the best kept secret. I think everybody knows what's, going, what's up right now. With Buddy o- OP Murphy. Buddy Murphy, man. That's what he yes, is. That's he what is we now. deemed him. OP exactly. Buddy Murphy. You may rise, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you may rise. Man, this started out. Even before the bell rung, Buddy Murphy comes out, and then he goes and he sits down in the ring, legs crossed, in Aleister Black's signature pose. Aleister Black comes out uh, to the ring, sees Buddy Murphy doing this. Then he walks around the the ring to face Buddy Murphy, jumps into the ring, and goes into his pose. And they're just sitting there, like, looking at each other. I'm like, okay, this this is the way this should go. Yes, yes. So I was I was into it from the beginning. I was into the story. Now, before we get into the match, I know you wanted to talk about the gear, you know, which didn't really bother me. I, I'll admit, I didn't really. It didn't, didn't bother me. It just threw me off. I'm like, what the hell is he wearing? Like, why just is this? Just it seems like they're suddenly just making it worse for Alistair. Now you want to add this door sound effect. Now you want to change up his jacket. Now put him on his ugly green. It's like an ugly shit green color. Yeah. It's not even a, a you know a good looking clean green. It's a sh- shit green. Like ugh, you know garbage yeah. color green. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I said, I, I I'm looking at it really, right now, man. Yeah. It, it's it's a doo doo color, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, again, I I noticed the color, but it didn't really bother me because I'm I'm was so into the idea of this matchup. Like, these two strikers, man, going at it. And, again, the way that they set it up, you know, with them both kind of sitting there in that cross-leg pose, I was oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for war. Oh, yeah, the let's match, go. It, it, the match, you know, like like you said, man, it was match of the night. For me, it was match of the night, too. It was, yeah. it was great. I love the selling from both of these two uh, athletes, man. And, and shout out to Samoa Joe. You know, giving uh, OP Buddy Murphy some love, too, you know? A lot. Yeah, he was saying, like, we know what Alistair Black can do at striking, but we don't know what he can do. But we don't know what he can do against Buddy Murphy. And, like, Buddy Murphy's a good striker as well. Like, I love him just, you know, uh, talking about the fact of of these these stats that uh, OP Buddy Murphy has. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he was – Small Joe did a great job of, of just just – 
putting over both guys, and like you said, really getting Buddy Murphy some love for this matchup, which was well needed. Um, and just the, the overall, I'll, I'll just talk about the crowd a little bit. It was really disappointing in the beginning, you know, that the crowd really didn't seem to be that much into the matchup. Um, as the match went on, I feel like they were getting more bought into it. They never really got to that fever pitch to where, you know, they're just chanting like, this is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, chanting like dual chants. It never got to that. Where were they? Where were they again? Uh, Minneapolis. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I feel like I'm not going to blame them completely, though, for not being all about this. Like, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because I wish they were. But I feel like the WWE has to take some blame for that because of the way that they built up this pay-per-view in general. But hold on. Um, but hold on. Hold on. We, we, we got, like, makeshift matches before. And, you know, they've been stellar. Like, I'll give you an example. AJ Styles I, and I Finn Balor. I knew you were going to say that. I, but that is completely different, though. Hey, but hold on, hold on. Completely but, okay, different. Okay, let's take this same match and put a Chicago crowd in there or a Philly crowd or, you know, just a, a smart crowd. You think that you think is going to get the same, uh, t- same type of love that it got today? If you put this match up. The one uh, Alistair and Buddy Murphy in Chicago. Um, that's hard to say, man, to be honest with you, because I, I have so much respect for these guys. If you put them in front of, say, an NXT type of crowd. Yeah, I think it go. I think they go nuts because it's it's that it's a really smart crowd. Well, it's yeah. really intimate situation. So I feel like th- that will be awesome. I think it, let's say it would have happened at uh, Survivor Series. I don't know. I don't know that it would have gotten that reaction, to be honest with you, because that crowd, I felt like they were hyped, but not it wasn't like the traditional like, oh, my God, they're going nuts in Chicago type of hype for everything. Yeah. I think there were some things like that main event, for instance, they were getting kind of quiet, you know, for the the Becky, the Becky uh, Shayna and, and Bailey matchup. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know that I trust. That especially with the way that this one really they they didn't do a whole lot of build up towards this matchup. We did get some segments, you know, uh, Buddy knocking on Alistair's door. Um, the they they both had matches on they the had same about night, a three or four won. week build up. But just like you said, it was just nothing but you know Buddy Murphy just knocking on Alistair's door though. Right. So I, that's why I think that this matchup it could have used a little bit more love from WWE Creative to build a, a better story around it versus it just being based off of Buddy knocking on that door. With Finn and, and AJ, I mean, you had like two superstars who had, you know, crossed paths or did, had not crossed paths, sorry, um, for for their, their careers in Japan. You know, both of them leaders of the Bullet Club in different situations. Uh, they just missed each other, you know, in, in Japan. And then, you know, they're in WWE. This injury happens to Bray Wyatt. And then you get the demon versus AJ Styles, you know, and, and that was a SummerSlam, right? Like, it, it was just, it was it was nuts, man. Like, mm-hmm. this situation here, I have a lot of respect for Buddy Murphy. I have a lot of respect for Alistair, but neither one of those guys are, are superstars quite, you know, at, at this point in their careers yet. Um, Alistair, I feel like, you know, he's got the look, you know, he's got the presence, but, you know, some of the promo work that they've done with him is not really, it's kind of, it's been a road, or a speed bump 
on his rise, you know, to potentially becoming a superstar. But he wasn't even on television for a while. So, you know, everything he had done on 205 Live, yeah, which really was wasn't NIA, watched, yeah, you know, was doing therapy sessions in his closet. Right. Right. You know, so the build for them, even in their careers in general, have been like sputtering. You know, it hadn't really been there. They hadn't really taken off. So I think that that's part of it, that the crowd is still kind of getting to know these guys. And then, um, you know. I think that's a good point. They had, you know, had these lukewarm builds. Right. Exactly. Uh, You know, and I'm glad that commentary did commentate on the fact that these guys have been on a on a winning streak, especially on the Buddy Murphy side. So that they had never lost since they yep, got drafted. They never yeah. lost since they've been drafted. So that was highlighted. So that was cool. So they let you know to put you know some sort of stake on this, like who's yeah. going to be the first one to take the L, so to speak. So yeah. that was a, a good element to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. But I don't know, man. I think maybe sometimes you know different. A different crowd could can make or break a match. This match should work for me, regardless, though. Because hundred percent, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, all, you know, I'm all about OP Buddy Murphy and yeah. Alistair Black. I've always been on Alistair Black train, but it's just been lately. It's just been, you know, how the way it's just been building the promos. Him. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of normalizing him, which is mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, the the striking from both these guys in this matchup was on point. Like, it was mm-hmm. what you expected. And for anyone oh, yeah, that's watched them, you, you knew that was coming. Uh, stiff knees from both guys, the kicks, the just everything fast-paced. It was just so much fun to watch. Um, Alistair got his nose busted open at yeah. one point, too. So you get the blood in there just adding to the drama. I feel like that, you know, even though you, you don't want to see guys get hurt, um, as long as they're okay, it actually just adds a, that little extra something to the matches a lot of times. Um, one thing that was annoying is that they kept talking about Alistair's jaw, and I'm like, yeah. what about his nose? <laughs> like, like, oh, who's damaged to his jaw? Like, guys, his nose may be broken. And All three of them, too, dude, man. Well, I'm like, well, to his credit, actually, Jerry the King Lawler was making a point to mention the nose. So I'm going to shout out Jerry the King Lawler for being okay. smart about this, you know, because those other guys, man, they, they were not – Play, paying this to say, like Samoa Joe, I love yeah. him, but he kept talking about the jaw. Uh, and Vic Joseph, Vic like, Joseph, yeah, man, you, you see Buddy Murphy just you know yeah. focusing on that jaw. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> and, and Jerry <laughs> would be like, but guys, up. what about his nose? <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, thank you, Jerry. Finally, someone is saying this. You know, he's I had like, mixed feelings about Jerry tonight. Oh, I did. I did too. I did too. Like he kind of. Well, we'll we'll get into some of the yeah. stuff he was saying, but <laughs> yeah, it's like certain situations. Yeah, it just didn't feel right, you know, having Jerry be the one calling some of the moments. But, you know, it, it, here I really did have, like, appreciated him, you know, mentioning that. Because I'm like, are they just going to ignore that Alistair's nose is bleeding? And it's just like, like it was like an open faucet. It just kept pouring blood. And I, I, I'm like, damn, this is great. To the point of, like, telling the story. Because yeah. you have Buddy Murphy who keeps kicking him in the face. Like, there was that one spot where they were in the corner and Buddy had pulled Alistair's head down so it was head was like pinned between his own body and the turnbuckle pad. Oh, yeah. And then he kicks him in the face like two or three no, it's three years three it was times. Triple, it was triple kick, bro. Three times. Yeah, that. Straight like, in the wow, face. Wow. Like, damn. That was hard to watch. That I kind of like, you know, just squirmed a little bit like, ooh, man, that's a Alistair great visual. Ass whoop, man. He, man, yeah. Buddy Murphy just beat the hell out of Alistair Black. Yeah. 
Alistair gave it back to him, but he Buddy did. looked great he in this did. in this whole altercation. It, it I would was say. one spot when Alistair delivered this devastating high knee. Is when he, uh, I think, it's the way he either kicked or he made Buddy Lee bounce off the second yeah. rope, and he delivered a stiff high knee kick. Yes, I wrote and that Samoa down. Just yep. like, oh my god, I think anybody else would have would have got pinned by that. It would have been a three count. Yeah, because it looks so it looks so hard, bro. I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "He's done." Even I said that. I'm like, I said it to Op. I'm like, "Oh, that's night night. He's done." <laughs> yeah, dude. I wrote down the push kick into knee strike is sick. Like because the way they both made it look great, the way that Alistair kicked him and pushed him towards that rope, Buddy Murphy then sold it perfectly because he, he flew across the ring. Bounced off the rope, and then here comes Alistair with a running, jumping knee straight to his face. Yeah, that's a finisher. That, that's one that's like, <laughs> yeah. you know how in Mortal Kombat uh, they have these, um, the fatal blows? Oh, and, yeah. Right, and then the fatal blow looks like a fatality, and then they're like, finish him. I'm like, what do you mean finish him? Like, he's already finished. There's nothing else to do. That fatal blow should be it. That's how I feel about that, that, that push kick yes. into a running knee. Like, yes. dude, it's over. What do you yep. mean? What are we doing even I said that. I was surprised that I said that, but I'm like, oh, he's done. Yes. Just the way his body collapsed after that, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's done. Yep. That's One, his fatal blow. So I was like, oh, my God. Yep. Yep. That is Aleister Black's fatal blow. That push kick into a running knee. That, that is game over for anybody, man. You're not getting up after that. No way. Night-night. <laughs> this match was everything. So I just, you know, when Aleister won, you know, with the black mask, I, as soon as that was done, I was like, oh, I want more. Mm-hmm. You guys are not done with this. You this has got to be like a, a whole serious bunch of man. matches before you yeah. guys get a rubber match. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For it would be... You know, I would not be mad if Buddy Murphy beat Alistair in a rematch to oh, then put no. over Buddy. I would I love actually, that. I would expect that yeah. from Buddy, man. Just, See, because I'm, I'm, the, the, go just, ahead. just because he is OP and you, we saw what he could he do in 205 or just how he was, how the way he performed against Roman Reigns. So he yeah. has the, you know, the ability, the God-given God talent to take down Alistair Black. Like, I believe that. I believe it too. Yeah. I'm just wondering if if because I think Vince really does like Aleister Black. And I'm I feel like he has more stock in him than he does in Buddy Murphy. So my fear would be that That's he, believable. You know, what he's I'm all about character. Right. And that character it's so it's like there's the similarities to The Undertaker. It's not Undertaker, but there's the similarities. Yeah. You know, and so and like that darkness. Yes. The mysteriousness, mm-hmm. you know, the presence, they use the fog effect, you know, like everything. It's just there's some similarities there. So I feel like they're, he's going to do everything he can to build up Alistair. And I don't know if he's ready to have Alistair lose a match yet. But I think, you know, just, just take that out of it for a second. It would be so great for Buddy and so great for their story if Buddy beats him. And then that's the first, like, adversity that Alistair has to deal with. And then let's just tell a really compelling story with these two guys. Off you know of that. what? Give me a best of seven right here. I'll take I, it. I would absolutely I would take a best of seven. Please, <laughs> <Give> it, yes. <laughs> you know, oh the my way, god. You know, I had I had an unexpected best of seven with Cesaro and Sheamus and Sheamus, man, and that was unexpected because it's like I didn't know that that I wanted to see seven. I was good yeah. with a best of five, and then it went seven. I'm like, you know what? That was a good best of seven series. Yeah, but this right here, this is different. This is yeah. like they can go strike for strike. They have both have the the aerial arsenal, you yeah. know. 
and they can both do that. So yeah, give me a best of seven, bro. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Um, yeah. Oh, there was another thing I, I wrote down here. So there was Buddy. He had that barrage. He was just like you know kicks like left and right. Then he grabbed Alistair by his both of his arms and did the knee strike. And then um, you know you you have this visual of Alistair with the blood on his face and on leaking from his nose. And Samoa Joe finally was like, hey, like. Get in there, ref. Like, he's telling the ref, like, get in there to stop the match because it, at this point, it just looks like it's getting so brutal that how much more can Alistair take from, you know, those, all these kicks those, to the face? Strikes, yeah, yeah, man. I remember that moment, yeah. Yeah. Joe's like, get in there. Get in there, ref. Come on. Like, you know, he felt like he actually felt compassion and felt sorry yeah. for Alistair. Like, he just couldn't watch this anymore. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, Alistair and, and Buddy, they went strike for strike. But he got caught, you know, black mask kick, one, two, three, man. It was it was great. Great matchup, match tonight for sure. Yeah, man, same here. I I, I don't have anything else more to say about this match because it is match of the night. So there you have it. Absolutely. Just give me more. I want give more. me more. That's best it. of seven. Yes, best of seven. I want it. All right. Start building that now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So let's now the next matchup probably don't want a best of seven here, but it was entertaining for what it was. So we'll we'll talk about it. Um it was actually was Oh, you know what? I was gonna skip KFC over KFC sponsored tag team <laughs> You know what? I actually I was skipping that over. I was actually gonna go to Corbin and Roman Reigns. Oh. You know, so I for, I totally forgot about this match that happened. You know, okay, so the open challenge from the Viking Raiders, which turned out to be a KFC like commercial in the middle of this matchup. I'm like, what? What is happening? What? I, I laughed like, so hard. I'm still laughing because dude. I'm just re rethinking about that, man. Like, are we serious doing a KFC ad in the middle so, of a tag team championship match? You see the guy in the in the middle, all excited, eating his drumstick. Like, oh man, this is everything, bro. And you see Big Joseph trying to sell it. Yeah, they're over there with their $20 bucket fields of chicken. What are we doing? What What are we doing? What is happening? I literally, I went, I I, I will admit, I will fully admit, I got up, I went to the restroom. I just like, okay, you know, here come Viking Raiders, open challenge, whatever. This is not going to be that interesting. You know, I came out and I'm seeing them, and I'm seeing this table with KFC and people eating chicken on the outside. I'm like... What what happened? Where where did this come from? Why are they doing this? So they they just wa- wanted the sponsorship money so bad that they decided they're going to just put this right in the middle of a wrestling match. Like, yeah. come on, guys! Is it? Are you that thirsty to get this extra money that you're just like, hey man, whatever it takes? You know, like I just it was bad. And then the match itself, they ended it on a double countout, which yeah. we're still doing this. And on an open even before challenge, the match, they did the promos. I, I want to talk about yeah. that. All right, I All missed right. that, so go ahead and uh, talk about yeah, it. You, I'm glad you missed that then. So <laughs> you, you got, you know, you got the Viking Raiders who come off, do a promo. You got, is it Ivar and Eric? Eric and Ivar, yeah. Yeah, I, I forget their names now. So, you know, I, I, I still wish it was Hanson and Roe, but whatever. Yeah. He used to be Roe, but I don't know if he's Eric or Ivar. I forget now. Eric right. is the, the one that... Uh, so Ivar is the big guy that that's super athletic that can so do like, Eric, the then. cartwheels and so all Eric that. Eric with yeah. the tattoos all over his chest. Then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Eric. All right. So he comes down. He's getting on the mic. He's saying, you know, he's talking with that graspy voice. And I'm thinking, oh, nobody talks like that. <laughs> nobody talks like that. 
And you know what? It, and it made me remind me of that one video I watched. It's called it's it's called What Culture? Uh, dude named Simon. If you watch it, does up and downs, and he has a segment of nobody talks like that. And when I saw that, I'm like, nobody talks like that. I heard, I heard you, I heard you talk before in your regular voice before. <laughs> like, yes, we are the Viking Raiders, and we are ready to raid. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, you could make an argument uh, that the Legion of Doom, you know, it kind of, I feel like I'm hearing that a little bit in what they're trying to do. You know, like that. Oh, what a rush! But you know, it was like, for that time period. It yeah, for that time. It's very eighties. It's very eighties. Yes, and early nineties. This 90s. is twenty nineteen. That when people, everybody know your stick now. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who's a. So shout outs to the Cody Rose. I know we're we're talking about TLC. Mm-hmm. But shout outs to Cody Rose. I, I believe it was like he did a promo with Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he talked about. Uh, getting jumped from the blade, the bunny, the butcher, whatever, and he talk about, hey, I get it, you know, you you have the, you want to make a name for yourself. Look, look at me, look at my, look at my entrance, look at my entrance, yeah, you know, like he 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 breaks the fourth wall, he gets it, man. I'm like, yeah. that that's what takes me out of it about the the Viking Raiders, man, right now, just the way they build, they use these voices, and you know, that's huh, it's yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, with the this age of social media, we know you as real people a little bit more. Like, if you're following on, like, WWE's YouTube or Instagram, like, you'll see. I mean, Sarah Logan and Eric, they're married. You know, we got a little glimpse of their, their wedding, which they had a Viking wedding to kind of, you know, they're cool. really into that Viking yeah, culture. They, are. But, they live that life. Bro. Yeah, but yeah. They, don't, they don't talk like that, though. You know no. what I'm saying? To your no. point, no. they're still human beings, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like... It's just, oh God, I'm I seeing a damn KFC table like right now. For, we'll get 10 minutes straight. Like, yes, yes we are I the can. Viking. That, that, that hurts my throat right now just doing yeah. that. Dude, I'm seeing this KFC table, and I'm seeing the guy you're uh, talking about. You see that the guy just who's just so excited, hyped. just eating He's that drumstick so right now, man. Like, this like, is yeah. the best thing ever, man. Get my twenty, oh, my $20 holler of chicken, you know. Is, Got my sides, my, my corn, my mashed potatoes. Like, man. Dude, this is the definition of selling out. Like, come on, man! And the king didn't make it. Didn't make it better. He was like, "Oh, forget about Luke and Gallows. I'm trying to see what's all about that chicken." <laughs> what are we doing? Come on! Are you kidding me? Oh, oh man! Bro. And of course, it would be the king to say that. Yes, too. yes. It, it the, 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 the many issues of the king is commentary. Throughout the night, man, that was one of them right there. Oh no! His, his constant, you know, plugs for uh, KFC. Gosh, and you got yeah. Big Joseph too, you know, mentioned that as well. Let <laughs> me <laughs> get it that twenty that twenty dollar meal they got over there. Oh yeah, man. it's bad. It's bad. So yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this this is. I, I hate to say it. Experience. I hate to say it, but I feel like the Viking Raiders may be one of the best worst tag team situations oh, I've seen in a wow. long time. Like they are, they're talented, yeah. but this is a this is just shit. Like this title reign is shitty, and it just they keep fighting jobbers still. And I feel like there was a crowd that actually started chanting "No more jobbers." Like they just don't want to see that anymore. And they made yes. it kind of clear at one of the cities they were in recently. Um, 
I just I don't understand. You're tag team champions now. There's no reason to be going against jobbers. Have some actual matches. Going against the OC is fine, but then you you're disqualification or not disqualification uh, count out loss to 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 end it. Like I just yeah, I don't know. Lazy man. booking. You know, it, it is. <laughs> That's it what is. it was. It, and really, and I it was all that. I'm yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna you know get themselves out of this one and yep it was a count out. Yep, it was a KFC commercial. That's all it was. That's what it was all about, man. You know, the ultimate fan experience. (laughs) Brought to you by KFC. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Those guys, those are like, you know, they're at developmental. You know, those are some wrestlers or people who want to. Like, those are not regular fans. That guy that was super hyped. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Looking to There's the girl no to his left, like, yeah, you see that point with his drumstick? Oh, man, this is great. This is This is amazing. How's that the ultimate fan experience? I'm I would not figure that know. out. No. I mean, I'm, I'm dead God. center in front of a ring with oh, $20 fill-ups Jeez. of KFC. Come on, man. No. Because, I, honestly, I, I don't want to be that person at that table because I can feel the crowd at that point being pissed off that this is even happening and all of the vitriol and ire especially let's say they did some stuff like that in Chicago that yeah. would be terrible oh, because man. they would be you'd be getting booed they'd be saying stuff you know you may get something thrown at you like I, I don't know I don't want to be the target of everyone's hate like that like yeah it'd be cool to be in the ring be cool to be that close to the wrestlers but man it's KFC you're part of a joke situation <laughs> it, it's taken away from the wrestling Oh my God! Yeah, it's just a bad just a idea. Good, that's what it was, man. That's what you did. Yeah, with the Viking Raiders, idea. you did a KFC and, plug. Yeah. That's what it yeah. was. That's all that match was, man. A KFC plug. And honestly, that's what they feel. That's how. That's they, what I got out of it too. That describes how they feel about the tag division. That just kind of, in a nutshell, <laughs> yes. shows what WWE thinks of the tag oh, division. Man, like, we just are going to have this be a commercial for KFC. We don't care about your open challenge or yeah. you guys. Just You're there to just take up space. But really, the focus from commentary, from the camera, from everything is this KFC table. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Buckets of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're focusing $20 on. $20 fill up. Oh, man. So, yeah, we 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 are hopefully done with seeing that. But who knows? Oh, no, that no, might become a done. thing. We're not done. <laughs> they're not done with that oh my I'm god sure. well the next matchup probably will never be a part of an ultimate fan experience with kfc because it's roman reigns i don't think they'll ever do roman like that but i don't know we'll see so let's get into this one tlc right. matchup uh roman reigns versus king corbin um so this match the the story itself has been one filled with dog food and, you know, big, like, uh, people in dog costumes yeah, and CGI dogs yeah. and just all this this stuff, right? Changing up um, the Moment Reigns theme music to a little puppy dog sound now. Right. And we talked about it. Like, it, it just, to me, it felt lame. You know, it felt like a lame, you know, Corbin seemed lame doing all of these like juvenile things in the in the you know in the feud with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns they're trying to make him look like a like a badass, you know, when he uh took out the security guys before uh, King Corbin's matchup with Kofi Kingston on SmackDown. So they're kind of making him look like a badass again, which like I guess to a point it kind of worked. 
you know, seeing him come out there and just take out one guy after another. But I don't know. I'm just not super into the storyline overall. Um, but this matchup in and of itself, I feel like Corbin as a heel did his job and actually did a decent overall job overall. I feel of like heel right, work? of heel work. I think okay. I think he did. Yeah. Like the matchup itself wasn't anything special, but I think little things like again with the table he did what i what i was hoping the revival would do which was troll the crowd with with certain things like the table was there they were chanting we want tables yeah, he goes he over by the up. table he <laughs> picks it up yeah yeah you want tables no you're not getting tables and puts the table back down so i thought that was cool um he did the the uh, roman reigns uh, in the corner the ooh ah like he mocked that you know to get under the crowd skin a little bit um he had his brand new uh, corbin's crew uh, jump out there and kind of just overwhelm Roman Reigns at a point. 2.0, man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's here, man. It, this thing just will not die. They just keep finding some some guys for the man, Corbin's crew, which now I, I think they're going to now. I think they're going to call it Corbin's Court or the King's Court or something because Michael Cole mentioned that word. I'm like, oh god, here we go. They, they're going to come up with an official name for it now. So Make don't sure be surprised. Take care if, of King. Dude, yeah, don't don't be surprised if they start calling like Corbin's Court or the King's Court. I think that's coming. Um, but yeah, man, this this matchup, like I said, it wasn't anything special. Did have some interesting spots. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, I guess, was hiding under the ring. So right before Roman was going to spear Corbin into the barricade, he got super kicked by Dolph. Uh, who was wearing a hat or a hood, or I forget how he hit himself, but he, um, you know, un- shows that it's him, and then, you know, he's helping out Corbin during this matchup. Oh, he wasn't wearing that SmackDown Fox cap likes to be wearing around. Yeah, nowadays. I can't remember. Yeah, because he was wearing that on SmackDown, but here it's like he, I feel like it was just his hood. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he was hidden at first, but then, you know, you see it's him. It was pretty clear when he did the super kick that it was him. So, you know, he helps out Corbin, and then security comes out. Actually, before security came out, Corbin just manhandled one guy that was in the by the ring bell announcers section. He just <laughs> threw him about 20 feet. I'm yeah, like, what did this guy do? Chuck that dude. The crowd was like, wow, by that. Dude, <laughs> I, I didn't know Corbin had that kind of strength. You know, oh, like, oh, bro, that dude could bitch press, uh, you know, like real like, talk. Yeah, I seen him bitch press like five fifty or something like that. Right, and if, uh, like, yeah, yeah, on Instagram, so he definitely has the power. Like, so, but I was just surprised by that how he just he chucked dude, like, like, like he was Braun Strowman. Yeah, I was, and of course, I mean, we know, like, all right, the the guy that's taking the move is going to help him sell it to make it look good, but it looked almost too good. I'm like, damn, this is like right, Corbin looks real now. powerful. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, but I mean, that was cool. And then they were beating him down some more. I'm like, wow, this guy really pissed him off. He did something, so you know. But uh, it, it was a cool heel moment, I thought, for for Corbin as well. And then, um, yeah, they, uh, Ziggler threw a chair in Roman's face straight at his head. And I don't know if, if Roman even got his hands up quick enough to really block I it. I think he did, because I'm watching it right now. Okay. And he, he did get his, his hands up, like, real okay. quick. But it looked like it was straight chair shots Dude, to the face, though. Because we eliminated headshots with chairs, and, and but that right there was, was borderline, man. It almost yeah. happened. So I was a little nervous for Roman there. Like, no uh, headshot, they just do a straight face. Shots now? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So, um, and then, yeah, the match broke down at that point. Like I said, Roman is going against security. He's going against Dolph. Then you even had the Revival Revival. come out. Yeah, it started jumping them. And so, yeah, it's like Roman versus the world at this point. You had people in the fan, or people in the crowd chanting for the Usos to come out. That didn't happen. Um, Yeah, it just would not happen. We got a Shatter Machine um, into the end of days. And one, two, three, Corbin won, which I was actually really surprised. He took everybody's finisher. He took. The zigzag, then oh yeah, he did the shatter machine, zigzag. then the end yeah. of days, yeah, yeah. And it was all so, celebrating, yeah. yeah. Which you know, it, it was it was uh, shocking to see Corbin win. I didn't think that Corbin was going to win this match. I thought that it really? was building. Yeah, I thought Roman. I thought this was going to be the end of this feud leading into Royal Rumble and having Roman focus on winning the Rumble to go against uh, Bray Wyatt. Just That's based off of SmackDown, I was going to pick. Uh, Baron Corbin going over because Roman Reigns was standing tall. So I was just going off the 50 50 logic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to, to Royal Rumble. I'm thinking they've got to end this soon if Roman is going to, you they know, main WrestleMania. Royal Rumble. You think they would carry this to Royal Well, they could, but they can both go in to the, still get entered into the Royal Rumble. That's, yeah. Unless they, they do that know. whole qualifying thing. Oh, mm. you know, stipulation well, like, oh, this is to qualify for the Royal Rumble or something. Well, like so that. here's here's something that's exciting. There's gonna be I forget where did I hear this from. I think it was uh, shout out to Wrestle Talk. I think it was them that that I heard this from. That it's gonna be ten people from Raw, ten people from SmackDown, and ten people from NXT that are gonna be in the Rumble this year. Ooh, oh, so because NXT is a, a legitimate third brand now, and they're gonna be at WrestleMania. So that's going to uh, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 interested. So, yeah, you may be right when in terms of qualifying that maybe they do something like that if Roman versus Corbin to see which one of those two guys are in the rumble because you don't have enough spots for everybody to be no, in there man. this time. Yeah, it's only 10 it's only from 10 SmackDown for each yeah. brand now. Yep. Yep, I like that. I like that. I'm curious to see how they do that. So, yeah, qualifying matches to see who gets in. Maybe maybe those two have to face off against each other. That's possible. Mhm. Yeah, but I, so, what I thought about the match, you know, I'm not going to even go, you know, in detail. You pretty mm-hmm. much summed it up. I would just say, you know, on the bright side, Baron Corbin did, did come out looking good as as the you know heel. So Roman Reigns did serve a purpose. He did make him look good, but the story is just not working. You know, right. to sum it all up. Like, right. you know, I'm I'm done with it. I wasn't even in into the match. I was more into my phone during yeah. this match, man, because it was just literally doing nothing for me. So, yeah. Like I said, I, I wrote down, I was checked out until Baron Corbin kind of trolled the fans with that table. And then okay. I started paying attention again. Because, yeah, I was, like, I was watching, but I was also kind of on my phone. I was, you know, looking at things with, like, fantasy football for, like, next week, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, going for a championship. <laughs> so, you know. Go You're going for the three-peat. A little, little insight into what we're talking about before before we uh, we start recording. But, yeah, I was just, like, not really tuned into it. And then he did that. And I was like, okay, I like how Corbin is is kind of interacting with the crowd. I think he's doing a really good job of of that, you know, of just, like, knowing that he's pissing people off and knowing how to get under people's skin. Um, I saw him on, um, what is it called, backstage that they do on, on FS1? Yeah. Um, so he, he talked about that, you know, and CM Punk was there, and they were asking him about, you know, being a heel and how does he enjoy it, and he does, and he's really enjoying and and, and, and loves messing with the crowd 
and just seeing ways that he can just like piss people off like when he was wearing that whole like bartender get up he knew people hated it and that's why he just kept wearing it just to piss people <laughs> off some more you know and i'm just like that okay i actually so respect he's the ultimate it now. troller man yes okay yes okay. and and from that aspect he's doing his job and i do commend him for that so like with any- the corny jokes you think he's intentionally because I guess he could speak up and like, hey, I don't want to say this. This is too yeah. corny. But I guess he wants to because he knows it's going to troll the crowd. I think so. That's a, that's the dangerous one because yeah. you risk being so corny that people just want to tune you out completely. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. Or not, or not even care for certain matches. You know? Exactly. FYI, for this one. Exactly. Exactly. So I think there's a fine line with that. You like to an extent. You got to. You got to. You control, but you you can't just get boring, you yeah. know, because you, you once you start it starts getting like okay, this is just you know a waste of time. I don't want to see this. This is not doing anything for me. I don't feel anything anymore. Then it's a problem. So, but uh, but yeah, he's he he's really and the other thing too that he was talking about was that he um, he looks at it as if he does his job right, he's making that other guy look like a superhero. You know what I'm saying? And so that's his intent as well. Like, he's very aware of the both sides of this. Like, he's trying to do his job and look great, too. But at the same time, you know, he's it, it, being a great villain is is also the part that creates a great hero. And so if he's doing his job right, that other guy is going to get just, just the crowd behind him because of how good he's doing his job as a villain. And so I like that he's he's enjoying playing that role and that he's but his understanding. Not, me, he's not a strong villain. I, I, and I think the issue is we talked about this before. Yeah. Is the promo talk? I yeah. think his cadence is just the way he talks. It's it's not that you're not sounding tough. You're not sounding serious. You're just coming off lame because you're, yeah. you're sounding like you know the the you're trying to be the cool dead. You're coming off dead jokes. These cool yeah. dead jokes, man. It seems like you you embody Vince McMahon and you're just. Speaking in his cadence because this is funny to Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean, and, and I agree with you there. I think the what I'm acknowledging is that he's the where the philosophy around what a villain does and how a villain is is the part that a villain plays in creating the hero. The fact that he's speaking to it and I'm seeing what he's trying to do, I do respect the attempt. It's not successful currently, but no. the fact that that's Roman, what he's... if you're trying to make Roman look good. Right. You know, he's, 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 he's trying to make this work, and they're going to, you know, have be some missteps. But I feel like, you know, just on a real tip, you know, with him having that mindset, I see what he's going for, and I just commend him for, for having that mindset. But... I think he needs to be careful because sometimes it just gets super corny and I just tune the whole thing out. So that's true. But I will say this, that as corny as it is and as bad as it has been at times, Mm -hmm. during this matchup, this crowd was 100% behind Roman. There were no Roman sucks chants. And it's been like that for a while, you know, where Roman has has truly just had the crowd with him. But I noticed I I just felt it. They've just been doing this slow build slow build yeah. approach for Roman instead of just him having this fast track to the WWE title. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that, you know, the way they're building Roman. And then I think too, like, you know, even though I just the whole dog food thing and all the things we talked about with yeah. the corny jokes, you know, it's just lame. But from Roman's standpoint, I don't think 
I think that it's it some way just kind of works to keep Roman as being this face because you know you you just want to see you're you're getting tired of of um, Baron or of King Corbin, and so Roman being the guy that could shut him up is like okay you get excited to see Roman because now he's just gonna do that Superman punch and finally just you know shut him up. So I think that. It's it's serving its purpose, even though Corbin from time to time will get kind of lame and, and corny. I think that's a good point. It's 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 definitely serving its its purpose, but I think it's missing the execution with me because yeah, you know, you're saying that hey, you know, it's going to get because of Baron's heel tactics, it's going to get you excited to see Roman, you know, Roman Reigns get finally get his comeuppance. But with me, it's like I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd rather see him in another feud than that with Baron Corbin. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, man. Well, let's let's cap that one at that. Uh, Roman lost this matchup, so it looks like in some way this is going to continue until Roman does get get his revenge, and maybe it's in a qualifying match for Royal Rumble. We'll see. Yeah. Or at the Royal Rumble itself, but you know, to be continued with this feud. Um, hopefully, it's not uh, you know as corny as it's been at times, and they can they can find a way to just make this a little bit more interesting if it do, is going to continue the way that we kind of see it might. So, moving forward, um, in the order, it's the Universal Championship match. I'm going to skip that one and go to the Bobby Lashley-Rusev table match just to get that out of the way so that we can end on Bray Wyatt in the, in the Miz. Yeah, <laughs> let's, just, let's just flip this because yeah. one is better than the other in terms it of is. some of the things that happen. So, let's just, let's just get this out of the way. quickly gloss this over. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby Lashley. Versus Rusev in a tables match with, of course, Lana being at the side of Bobby Lashley. Um, I completely tuned this match out. Ooh, I'm just going to go ahead and say. I concur, you know, sir. I, I, I did not care one bit during this matchup at all what was going on. I was trying to figure out a new vegan recipe because, you know, I'm all <laughs> living this vegan rest. I was like, man, what's new? Oh, I could try that out. You know, yeah. new vegan <laughs> recipes. Man, I didn't know you were vegan. I, I've been on it for about two weeks, man. So I'm doing this thirty, oh, wow. this thirty day, you know, trial. See how my body feels. Right now, I've, I'm feeling great, man. I'm like destroying my workouts, bro. By okay. The way. So the energy levels is through the roof. Huh. All right. All right. Straight up. That's that's. I'll have to talk to you about that and see what uh, what recipes you got that are helping you out, man. That's interesting. I've always wondered about that. I mean, oh, I, yeah, it's I don't think I could ever truly there. fully go vegan, but I've always been curious. So I didn't. I didn't think so either. But I think I slowly came around to that idea because I see myself just I didn't really eat cheese or any type of dairy products anymore and the next step was me was just eliminating just the meat and you know I I rarely ate red meat so it was just pretty much fish and chicken so I was like okay I I think I could try that out so I've been going like two weeks strong now wow that's wild okay all right well more to come with that I mean like I said I'm 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 a I'm a carnivore so I, I I need my meats but just oh, to yeah. try it out for a little bit, just to see, or at least to learn more about it. It'd be interesting to. I would say, to, to small plug, it. if you want if you want some more info about the whole veganism or just the vegan diet, it's this awesome documentary called Game Changer on Netflix. Uh, just the way it breaks down, you know, the vegan experience, how how it affects your body, you know, and what does meat and affects your body compared to uh, just an all-plant-based diet. So it's great, man. It's, it's a good documentary, I'd say. Nice, nice. All right, let's 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 uh, finish up with this Bobby Lashley. Yeah, we got to talk about situation. this. Come on. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you know, like we said, we were we both were on the same page that this was not doing anything for us. Um, but the match did happen. Um, I will say that Rusev has a fan favorite. That's the only thing that's been kind of positive with this is just the 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 fan reaction to him. Uh, seeing him and pulling for him, but you could tell that the crowd was is just kind of hoping that this ends at certain points. Yeah. But the emotionally, people are still connected to Rusev, so hopefully they can kind of use this um, to to help push Rusev in another feud. But you know, it, it's just it seems like Vince or whoever just really loves this this feud, and it's probably not going to be over yet. Which we talked about last time um, when we recorded that. You know, I, I felt like this is something that could extend all the way to WrestleMania just because um, it seems like a storyline that, that even though we both fit, find it distasteful and kind of like, okay, why are we still doing this? Why are we doing this to their relationship in terms yeah. of Lana and Rusev? But, you know, the YouTube views, like you mentioned, for, for this has been really high. I think it um, worked great for the casual fan, I guess. They, they yeah. that, you know, he said, he said, she said. Jerry Springer-esque Jerry Springer, type situation. Know, yeah. reality, love and hip-hop show-esque show. Right, right. So, you know, it is what it is. But the match itself, I mean, very cut and dry tables type of matchup. Close falls to the close table shots. Uh, there was one spot where... I think it was uh, Bobby jumped over the table instead of going through it when Rusev tried to push him into it. Um, that was was a close call there. There was a botch at the very end where Lana had come into the ring and was like raking the eyes. She jumped on Rusev's back. She was raking his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, she jumped off of Rusev to allow Bobby to try to spear Rusev through a table. The table did not break. And then Rusev, to, or I should say to Bobby's credit, um, quick thinking, he did a, a suplex to Rusev onto the other table. It was like a belly-to-belly overhead yeah. suplex. That was and like an that, immediate turnaround, too. It was like, all right, we effed up, but we, hey, I'm about to fix yeah. it real quick. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I did, I will commend them for that, you know, because yeah. that was quick thinking. And they were two steps away from getting the UF'd up chance. Uh, but it didn't happen because, again, quick thinking, they did end up doing the table spot. So that was good. Um, but overall, it was just kind of a match that did not really have the elements to make it interesting. It just, I'm over the storyline. I think the crowd, this crowd particularly, was really just kind of there for it. Um, slight chance for Rusev Day here and there, but nothing major. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting for this to be over, but it looks like it's not going to be over anytime soon. Yeah, man, and I don't have anything else to add to that, but, you know, say I, ha- I found some great vegan recipes. <laughs> I look forward to sharing with you someday when you hop over to that vegan lifestyle. Oh, man, no, hey, I'm not saying I'm going to put this out there now. I'm, that won't happen for me. Okay. I am a carnivore. I need my meats. All right, um, hey. It's funny because I've actually done keto for a while and it's kind of the exact opposite so everything you said yeah meats and cheeses it's like exclusively that stuff that i've been eating on keto so it's kind of funny but i've always because like you know there's there's wrestlers for instance even that are you know doing the whole vegan thing the oh, yeah. Zane, uh, that's really into it we've got some you know another guy that we're going to talk about here in a second that's also into that vegan lifestyle um so you know yeah, every, every, everybody is different you know yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's how i look at it man because you so know just, i actually tried keto uh, I went 30 days with keto, keto with my wife. She's been on keto for over a, a year now. 
Oh wow! And she lost about a hundred pounds. So shout out to my wife too. Dang, about nice, that. nice. Congrats. Yeah. Yep. And I did keto for about thirty days, but I just didn't like to me the way my body responded to that. It's just it kind of kind of went in shutdown mode because I, my body loves carbs. And one day mm-hmm. I went to go work out, and just to do a simple move, my body was shaking because mm. it, it, it needed carbs and needed energy. It was trying to look, and it, I didn't have any, so. I was trying to do like a simple dip motion, and I couldn't do it, man. I was just shaking. Wow. Yeah, that's that's like you said. Everybody's body's different. Yeah. Like for me, yeah. I don't know. I, I was fine. I was fine when I was doing it. It was it was uh, my body took to it right away. I, I you know felt like I didn't wasn't even really counting calories. I was just kind of like just eating to a point where you know I felt like okay, I, I'm satisfied, and I felt like my appetite was going down a little bit. Um, ah, just, yeah. You know, like, like, and, and also too. That's what happened when with I would, my wife too. She, I noticed that her appetite went down. She, she said yeah. that's one of the side effects that, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not as hungry as you usually are. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, to to each their own. But I am interested in learning about all the different types of you know ways that people are, are eating and and you know, said the vegan lifestyle and all that, just to to see how you know that that is for people so i'm, oh, I'm curious too, about man. it in general you know i've been on this weight loss journey so it's been like you know a crazy weight loss experience you know finding these different uh trying different lifestyles what can work for my body has been a, a great experience for me yeah man definitely just keep at it man and and yeah we'll uh you know rooting for you for sure to just keep going with that for sure um so yeah i want to learn more about it i want to learn about, about the vegan lifestyle that you're that you're taking on so um, now we are at the finale for our TLC recap. Uh, we already talked about the main event. The, uh, it was uh, Asuka, Kyrie Sane versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. So we started off with that one just to talk about Kyrie Sane's uh, potential injury, the uh, concussions probably took had or something, whatever happened with her. Yeah. So we got that the way in the beginning. But now let's go into the final match that we've kind of skipped over uh, for good reason too, because there was some stuff that happened in here that was really interesting. So it was the the Universal Champion. It wasn't a championship match, but the champion was there. Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. So in full Mister Rogers sweater versus the Miz, and basically yes. a really personal fight. Um, so why don't you talk about this, man? What was your experience uh, with the entrance and it being you know Bray Wyatt coming out and and him with the fans like? What was your experience? It's crazy because we was I, just kind of speculating this. from the, I think the last time we was talking about, you know, it would be crazy that if he was to come out all smiling, waving, mm-hmm. you know, if he would change the way he wrestled. And it's everything that I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Bray's White's interest, how he's kind of playing to the crowd. Yeah. You know, he was about to get into the ring. So he, he kind of had one foot in, one foot out. And he's getting ready to go in, and the crowd is is cheering, and he kind of plays to it. He goes back out, and he goes back in. He's cheering again, and he's just having a ball with it. So I I loved it. He's trying to show the the difference between the two characters, and and, and show you too how very different Bray Wyatt is compared to the Fiend persona, which was great. Uh, you saw in even during the match that Bray Wyatt is not really a fighter. You know, he just, he kind of made me laugh. As soon as the bell rung, he was like, now, nah, well, just wait a second, man. Just wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and 
fucking business going to town. He's oh, like, just man. hold on. He's like, are you done? Did you get it all out of your system? I'm like, yeah. did you get it all out? What is going on? <laughs> like, all of that storytelling from Bray Wyatt was just smart, genius. I'm like, oh, my God, this is smart from him, man. You know, very, he, he was being very, uh, it was it was the complete opposite compared to The Fiend. You know, how The Fiend is violent. He's just relishing of what he's doing, being slow, methodical. But you got Bray Wyatt version being friendly. You know, he, he doesn't have to get violent if he has to. And he really, he was pretty much, he was pretty much just being, just being the one just, kind of sacrificing his body for the Miz before mm-hmm. he started to throw some some offense. Yeah. Yeah, but this match, I, I love this match, man, especially from Bray Wyatt. And you know what? I got to give it to the Miz, too. Even that promo he cut earlier in the match, uh, you know, how he said this is, you know, this is important, just not as, you know, a wrestler, but as a, as a family, as, as a husband, as a father, you know, as a man who's protecting his family, which I relate to all those things. So, and, and I love that he actually got a pop from the crowd from that. So he was showing what, how passionate he was about his family. So I love all of that. Yeah, it was, um, like you said, straight from the beginning, him coming out to the the Firefly Funhouse theme song. And, you know, just with this big cheesy smile on his face, yes. just like so happy to be there. Just it just set the mood, and I'm just like, wow, he's really like it was. It was refreshing. It was refreshing seeing him in that way in the ring. I was like, wow, we're really doing this. This is really cool. <laughs> um, at one point, I think he walked by the announce table, and he said, "Man, I'm really excited about this." With a big smile <laughs> yes. on his face, I could hear him, and yes. I was just like, he is so in character, so like you said, smart about how he's playing this character. The playing to the crowds and kind of kind of getting the cheers, like you said, he one foot in, one foot out. He went, I got the cheer. You can see Miz is stewing. He just wants he to was, kill this guy. He was furious, man. I haven't <laughs> you know, seen him this mad when he since he like basically destroyed sanity from NXT. Right? Yes, that's what I, I was getting to. That I was like, this was like the return of Super Miz, basically from right. when he destroyed sanity. The, by one, the man who imploded sanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was him because he just destroyed. Like he was putting so much offense, uh, you know, on uh, Bray Wyatt. Just everything in his arsenal, he did it. Um, and there, like you said, Bray Wyatt was was taking it with a smile on his face. He was laughing. Um, Miz was like, "Oh, you think that's funny? You think that's funny? I'm gonna give you something to laugh about." And so he does this vicious uh, uh, move to his arm, where it looked like he popped his arm. Out of out of place. At least that was sold better oh, by yeah, Bray. I'll yeah, say like he dislocated. It. Yeah, he dislocated because Bray rolls out of the ring and he's like holding his shoulder and he's like laughing but screaming and laughing. And then he goes to the barricade and he just starts ramming his shoulder into the barricade all crazy. And you know Michael Cole and them are like, "What is he doing? Like, what is this guy doing?" And he's yes. just you know trying to pop his shoulder back into place. And uh, so that that visual was crazy. I'm like, man, Bray is just on another level right now with the he storytelling. Is. He, man, he is insane. a genius. He is a, a wrestling genius to take. Yeah, uh, not Chris Hero, but what's his name now? Oh, um, oh man, yeah, uh, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono. Yeah, yeah. He calls himself a wrestling genius, but I, yeah. man, that is Bray Wyatt right there, wrestling genius. 
Yes, yes. Even Michael Cole, I'll give I'll give him a little bit of credit too because there was a point where where uh, Bray had fallen onto the announce table and he was like legitimately freaked out. He was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. "What the hell are you doing? Get, get, get him out of here!" And I was just like, <laughs> like, it was like genuine. Like he was freaked out. He wanted no part of being anywhere near Bray Wyatt. No. Like he just was like, "No, no get those, get, get out of yeah. here, you weirdo!" Like you know, he just it oh was. man. It was so crazy was at some parts during this match because I felt sorry for Bray Wyatt yeah. at, at times when he was just Ooh, getting man. destroyed by the Miz. I'm like, oh, man, I actually feel sorry for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know? Because just the way how he, he just made his character, uh, you know, just just the way it, it's – because it's not, it's not as OP as The Fiend. Right. You know? It's not. This is a beatable version of Bray. Yes, sure. it is. You clearly saw it because he yeah. – he wanted no parts of the Miz once that bell rang. He was like, now just wait a minute, Miz. Just wait a minute. <laughs> man. And speaking of clearly saw it, man, the lights being on during a Bray Wyatt oh match. Oh, God. Oh, I was so happy. I was Bro, so happy. I'm going to clap for that. Oh, seriously. I got to clap for that. <laughs> you can see him. Oh, just great, man. Yes. It's nice to see you again, Bray. It, it <laughs> was. It was. Man, Man. it's a good visual right there. Bright lights in the actual sea. A full-lit match. Uh, So great. Haven't seen it since SummerSlam. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just we forgot. I'm starting to forget what you look like in the ring after a while, man. I know. It was was nice. It was nice seeing him. So, um, and yeah, just another thing, too. It kind of confirmed the the, the belt situation, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think we were talking about where... The, the Bray Wyatt, you know, when he changed the color of the belt to blue, you know, that would be his toy. And then he said the Fiend, you know, should have his own toy, too, which there is that custom belt yep. with the Fiend's face on the belt instead of the WWE logo. So that's when the when he's the Fiend, he'll have that belt. When he's Bray, he'll have the blue belt, which I like. I like that they're they're treating them as two different people, but the same guy. So both of them are champion, but they just have their own version of the belt. Right. I think it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a cool thing to see because they're you know they're telling that story that they're two different personalities. So it's cool. I get yeah. it. I like it. The fiend has this scary ghoulish like fiend uh, universal title, and then you got Bray Wyatt with this blue one. Yep. I'm just having a ball. You just I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was just I love the way he came out. You just showing off his belt. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so yeah. You just, just having so a ball, man. It, it was great. So man. excited. Yeah. But let's, so, yeah, let's man. talk about that uh surprise. Well, so the the finish of the matchup, we had two sister Abigails, one on the outside, which you know that that was actually kind of funny too, because the sister Abigail on the outside, he hits it, and then he kind of sits there and kind of is looking at at uh, the Miz, just like just staring at him, but he's like laying on the on his side, head on his hand, like you know, hey Miz, how you doing? After he just knocked him out with the sister <laughs> Abigail, so that was kind of cool. Then they got in the ring, he did the sister Abigail again, he got the one two three, and there's a look on his face like he feels bad about what he just did to the Miz, like he felt sorry for having hurt the Miz. And then the Fiend's face comes on the screen, and he's looking up at the screen, you know, and then he's like, all right, I'll do it. And I'm like, it, you know, even the announcer's like, do what? What? What is he talking about? Yeah. And he goes under the ring, and he pulls out this giant mallet, the same giant mallet I think we saw during Hell in a Cell with Seth versus the Fiend. So he pulls out the mallet, and you're thinking, okay, he's, you know, the, 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 what they want us to believe is he's just about to smash uh, the Miz's head in with this mallet. 
So, you know, he has the mallet, he's getting close to the Miz, and then the lights start to go out as if the Fiend's about to come out too. And, you know, of course not at this point, you're like, well, Bray's in the ring, so the Fiend can't be coming out. Like, what, what's going on here? What's about to happen? Actually, I was thinking too, like, maybe the Fiend... You have someone else? Yeah, yeah, that maybe the Fiend is actually like, uh, the way he's trying to play it off, like a Sister Abigail, like a spirit, so maybe he can uh, maybe... Uh, take the place of Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan would come out in the Fiend mask and I mm. thought maybe that was going to happen but you know obviously that didn't happen no because what ended up happening was when, you know again the lights started going out but they didn't go completely out oh, no. so and then the lights turned back on and then here comes this guy you know hood on on red like maroonish uh, 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 hoodie you know and he attacks Bray Wyatt you know, he has, does the running knee. Now, of course, this is so obvious. Everybody's like, nah, this is Daniel Bryan. It's Daniel Bryan. Now, the the question that I had was, okay, <laughs> did he did he shave? Are we do we does he still have the beard? Now, I wasn't completely right. I was nah, close. Yeah, like a five o'clock shadow going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not completely clean. But it's it's my beard is gone. You know what? It looked like he he did a shave, but then he just let it grow. Cause, right, cause exactly. It doesn't take that long to grow somewhat back your beard back. Like, yeah, a few days you already got stubbles. Right, right. So he has that stubble, but man, he looks like so. It's Daniel Bryan, of course. He pulls out, you know, he takes off the hood. You see Daniel Bryan's face, and he's he's shaved. It's like buzz. His head is buzzed, like and his dragon. beard is like you know, Daniel like you said, a five o'clock shadow. Like it's got a little bit growing back, but it's that that full beard he has is gone. So. Um, yeah, he kind of looks like, um, um, what was his, American, American Dragon, Dragon, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. yeah, from like ROH. Yeah. Like, he has that kind of look to him, which, man, it's, it, he looked like a, like, sort of a, sort of a renewed uh, person, basically. Yeah. He actually looked younger. I didn't think he, he did. would look yeah. that younger without the beard, but, damn, he looked like he just shaved 10 years off his, <laughs> he <did. laughs> off him just taking that beard off. Yes, like, damn, yes. he looked young. Yeah, so you know it looked like the the old Daniel Bryan, the old young Daniel Bryan, would you say? So yeah, man. And then he looked great, just doing all his moves. You know yeah. the 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 running knee again. Um, you know, just everything. It just felt great. And then he goes to the mallet to go hit Bray Wyatt with it. The lights turn off before he can hit him with it. Turns back on, and then uh, Bray Wyatt was gone. He was gone, but the he disappeared. Uh, but the belt was still there. Now, for a minute, I thought Daniel Bryan was getting ready to hit the belt with the mallet, yeah. but he didn't. He just kind of dropped the mallet, I and then he so went up too. to the top turnbuckle. Yeah, and he started doing the yes chance with the crowd. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, we got the old Daniel Bryan back. So, yeah, what did you think, right, man? man. I, I thought, like, okay, Hafiz was right. He's willing to, to, to shave off his beard Dude, to tell a he's story. Dedicated. He's dedicated. <laughs> he's passionate. He is he passionate cares. about wrestling. Yeah. Yes, he is. And by that point, I was convinced right there. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. That's the reason why I was like, yeah, I, I can see him shave that off. Like, man. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Big, it is gone, yeah. man. That, I'm looking at Almost him now. Almost damn like, near wow. baby face. Yeah. Just, you know, got that 5 o'clock shadow thing going. But, man, <laughs> yeah, it's almost yeah, baby man. face. Uh, wow. The American Dragon. Daniel American Bryan. Dragon. Daniel yeah, Bryan's yeah, son. Yeah. <laughs> his son, he's about his son. Oh man! So yeah, man. Great to see Daniel Bryan like this. Just uh, again, renewed Daniel Bryan. It seemed like, and the crowd was with them, just doing those yes chants. You know, it was yeah. just a lot of energy. 
Um, what do you think? Royal Rumble, we get the championship matchup, or we're building towards WrestleMania? What do you think? I think Royal Rumble will have a championship matchup. Maybe a, I could see a, a triple threat. The Ooh. Miz, Daniel uh, Bryan, yeah, and yeah. The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Mm. We'll see. Now, I guess the only thing with a triple threat is that that means you're going to have The Miz and, and Daniel Bryan have to face off against each other too, which I don't know if they'll do do that necessarily because they're, they've been building like The Miz kind of having this respect for Daniel. Yeah. And it's not about the championship for The Miz. It was more about his family yep. and about finding Daniel. So I don't know. I feel like there might be like maybe a – Maybe Miz is in Daniel's corner, you know, supporting him, or Miz is not a part of the the actual match for the title at all. But leading up to it, maybe they're both kind of working together and 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 trying to get revenge on him together. But the the championship match, I think, would probably be one on one. At least that's what I'm excited for. I wouldn't necessarily be as excited about a triple threat with with both of them. Yeah, you know, being a part of it with the Fiend or or Bray Wyatt, however they do it, but. Um, you know, I think one-on-one. And I guess that's another point. So, for Daniel Bryan being a part of this now, do you think it goes back to being The Fiend who's the one that's wrestling him? Or do you think it's Bray Wyatt that wrestles him? Ooh, I think it would be The Fiend. Mm. I think it would be The Fiend that wrestles Daniel Bryan. Because he's the one that has been definitely uh, the antagonist for, uh, for Daniel Bryan. Uh, and I think Bray Wyatt's going to be for the Miz. I think that's how you're going to okay. do it. Somewhat two separate. I don't know. What if he wrestles both of them that way? Like, what if Bray Wyatt wrestles the Miz at Royal Rumble, and then the Fiend wrestles Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble? But for the Universal Championship? No, no, no. no. I'm saying so. Let's say. That uh, the Miz versus Bray Wyatt is just another kind of grudge match, similar to what we got. Yeah. Like Miz has unfinished business; he wants to get another shot at Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt wants to play with the Miz again. And but the Fiend wants to play with Daniel Bryan, and it's not for the title for the Miz matchup, but then it ends up being for the title in the in the Daniel Daniel Bryan matchup somehow. Like they could even maybe do like a. I don't know, a, a match to figure out, like, which one of them would get the title shot. Daniel Bryan wins, and then, you know. Like a number but, one contendership between The Miz yes, and Daniel Bryan? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then Daniel Bryan wins that, but then The Miz still gets gets to, quote-unquote, play with Bray Wyatt. And so he faces Bray Wyatt in another grudge match just to finish up that feud for good. And then Daniel Bryan goes against The Fiend. But they're playing it off as if they're going against two different guys, even though it's still it's Bray Wyatt. It's both of these guys. Um, I don't know. That could be another thing that they try to do. Just kind of play with the whole, it's two different personalities. And Bray is treating them as two different people. So he would have no problem saying, yeah, I'll fight you, Miz. But then he wants to to get at Daniel Bryan. Like him, the other guy, I, yeah. wants Daniel and Bryan. I, and I could see that, too, for Royal Rumble. Like, he will have two separate championship matches. So you, Well, if he so could, you, if it makes sense yeah. like that. Like, yeah. he needs to win... Like, the first will be Bray Wyatt against uh, The Miz, and if Bray Wyatt wins, he'll defend it against Daniel Bryan as the Fiend. They could do that, too. Yeah, they could do that, too. Um, you know, like, both, both uh, he's defending against both of them in those two separate matchups. Yeah. That, that could totally work as well. Um, you know, 
I, I that would be really interesting. Or yeah, regardless, maybe he just says, yeah, we'll both defend our belts, quote unquote, you know, against <laughs> you two guys, you know, and and you know, play with it that way. Yeah. There's so many ways this could go. It but, could. It um, could. Now that I think I'm, about I'm, it, I'm like, maybe it just makes sense to do a triple threat because if you try to do, because you can make it predictable if you're trying to do two separate stories because it's it's two separate personalities, you know, because you have Bray Wyatt against The Miz and then The Fiend against Daniel Bryan. Well, I guess the thing is, I could actually see The Miz getting a pinfall on Bray Wyatt as long as it's a non-title matchup. So you could actually have that happen and it because Bray is is not OP, he's he's beatable and he felt bad like there could be a way that he even almost you know, just says, you know, I don't want to hurt you, whatever. And then he just, like, just gets rolled up or something like that by The Miz. If The Miz was actually going for a pinfall, you know, he might actually, you know, be able to pull that off against against Bray Wyatt, the person. Um, so I, that's what I'm saying. It may make sense to do, like, a non-title matchup, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz, to make it so it's not predictable, but then have it be Bray Wyatt versus, or The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the title. And again, maybe it is a number one contenders matchup, you know, between the Miz and You don't think Daniel the Miz Bryan. deserves a title shot? I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think this is even about whether or not he deserves it or not. It's just the story, you know, telling the story right now that the Miz's whole thing with him has not been really about the championship. Well, that's true. Because the Miz, you know, because the Miz didn't care about the title in this thing. This yeah. was all about him messing with his family. But I think Bray so Wyatt will put the title up against the Miz because he didn't do it against the Miz against T- for TLC now. So we already had a match that that was a non-title match even though you know uh no no it wasn't disqualification. Yeah, Bray Wyatt won. No. So yeah. Right, he won. He won. So yeah, yeah they already we'll had see. so maybe he will do it for the belt next time. He could. Yeah. Cuz I enjoy know, that I, story, you know. I think to Miz up to Annie that makes sense for yeah. it to be a title match in the next one. It's just Daniel Bryan and the Miz, I just I, for some reason I don't see them. I don't see the writers putting them at odds with each other. You know, I feel like they want to keep them, or they they would want to keep them kind of on the same side of this. That they're both going against Bray Wyatt's different personalities. You know, versus instead of I should say uh, it becoming like a uh, Daniel versus Miz versus the Fiend. You know, it would still be like Daniel Bryan and The Miz versus Bray Wyatt and The Fiend somehow. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. It'll be it'll be tricky, a tricky thing to maneuver because with with both of them being in the storyline and the different ways that it could go, there's it, it makes it interesting too. Like I am curious as to which way they're gonna go. You know, with yeah. this now, so they're they're doing a good job of of telling this story now. I think, um, you know putting the Miz into it and making it about his family, having Daniel Bryan be in it and having him change his, his look and, and, you know, just seem seeming renewed. I think there's, there's a lot of ways this can yeah. go. So I'm, I'm curious. I want to see SmackDown now just for that. I think this is like the best face Miz character that I've seen from the Miz so far. Yeah. Because I it's going against you, yep. Bray White. I think he tried it against Daniel Bryan. It was cool for the build, but it was just something that was missing. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, against Bray Wyatt is, you know, it's 
it, it makes it b- believable because, you know, we've seen the Miz, how protective he is about his family. He always talks about he loves being a father for Monroe and, you know, how he is again, for his wife as well. So we know how he feels about that. And plus, he has that reality show. And it was cool, too, of him to use his family for that skit for Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and shout out to Monroe, by the way, for that skit because she played yeah. her part perfectly. Right. She's pointing at the doll. And looking when, like kind of just kind of pouting, but I'm like, man, yeah. how the hell did they get her to do that? I was I was shocked by that. Yeah. She was she was great at that. She yes. was great. She she has the acting chops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like the Miz is cool and all, but she's the best actress in that family. <laughs> Oh yes. man, she was great. She, she was great. Was, it was just so was. cool to see. I was, I was like, even wow, I was mad about it. I was like, oh wow, yeah. she was, can't be more than maybe eighteen months. I was gonna say more yeah, than maybe two, two at the most. Yeah, but, two years maybe. Yeah. yeah, man. But the acting so, ability to to look there, you know, frightened, distraught, yeah. maybe, and man, yeah. okay. Hmm. I thought it's maybe great. they were kind of just feeling some noise. But just yeah. keep her head turned so you wouldn't see it, but you hear her pout like, hey, it's, you know, or, say, you know, just hear that, you know, she's she's uh, she's scared or frightened. Yeah. No, but they wouldn't show her face. But, man, they, they showed her face. You, you saw it clearly. She was the star of that segment, yeah. man. She was she played it off perfectly. She got they pulled her out of the crib. She's pointing at the doll ah, ah, there, that thing there. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, good for you. Good for you. So, great job. Little nitpick. Just a little nitpick because I'm a parent. So, their re- response time of. <laughs> I got I to mention that. It's, oh, come on. I'm a parent. So, anybody that listens to our show and you're a parent and you saw that segment of the Miz or the Miz and Miz family and you saw his daughter just. Oh, they, they was looking, I guess he had a nanny cam set up. Mm-hmm. And they and they hear their their daughter Monroe just you know panicking, just being frightened. They look and she's playing with this doll. And they notice it's like, who is this doll? And they're watching for a good 15, 20 seconds before they decided to sh- make a beeline upstairs. But it didn't stop right there because it's like you notice the Miz got to Monroe's door first. Yeah. All right. And I didn't say room. I said door because he stopped. And then you see, you see his wife, you know, yeah. come from behind. He was like, "All right, you go first. I'm- you go first. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. I did catch that. I I'm did. like, hold on, like, what? You go first. Is, wait, wait. Hold what? All right, that that, that kind of that that took me out of it a little bit, man. Oh, because I'm a parent. I'm very protective of my family. If anything, I'm not gonna like. All right, I'm not gonna be waiting at the door, wait for my wife to get up there. Like she, you know, all right, you're you're, you're getting up there now. Like, all right, you go first. What type of shit is that? My wife would look at me like, "What the hell are you talking about? Seriously, (laughs) you go in there." Wow. If he was a heel, maybe I could understand a little bit more. Like they're just trying to play it off like he's a coward, just like trying to use his wife as a human shield. Still, you know, like because he's done that. Yes, we've seen that. You know, wrestling matches. Yeah. Yes. But this is face miss. This is his daughter being. You know, we don't. We were trying to like she's in danger, and now you know you're just like you stop and then you go to your wife and you say you go first. (laughs) Come on, what are you doing? 
yeah. it's a nitpick, but that, yeah, that's, I caught that's that a too. nitpick for me. And it struck me, right? That it struck did. me because you know I'm yeah. a parent, and so it's like if, if you know, God forbid, if every one of my kids were in danger, I'm not going to be like lollygag, and I'm you yeah. know I'm on my shit, I'm hustling, I'm trying to see what's going on, I'm taking them right. to get out of their dangerous way, whatever you know. But that was just to me, yeah. I was like, all right, this is a bit off with the response yeah, time yeah up. and like you said with yeah. the video even too yeah. the fact that he so you know he hacked their their <laughs> camera system showed a little Must bit of the firefly IP farmhouse network number or something right you know, hey man bray Wyatt, the man of all talents <laughs> gave gave daniel bryan a good good clean up bar i guess the fiend is a barber too you know oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you know Oh man! Oh man! Jack of all yeah. trades, this man. He is. He is, man. He can do it all. <laughs> right. You know, like Geek <laughs> Squad, Bray Wyatt, and oh, got the barber, man. the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> he will clean you right up. <laughs> Don't right, you worry. <laughs> Your nice fade. <laughs> oh man, it's nitpicks. It's all in fun. Yeah. You know, overall, it was it was good. It did what it was supposed to do. But yeah, those, that is pretty funny. Both of those are just like wow. You know, it's not perfect. The, the WWE, it when it comes to the acting right. and the storytelling and all that, they, they got I, their. Flubs I got, and, I got know. it. I understood yeah. it, but it well, was we just, understand what they're going yeah. for. Yeah, you know, Bray Wyatt <laughs> hacking their IP. <laughs> Like, wait, what? And then they're just watching it like, what's happening here? Let's see this, watch this whole episode. Good. That that was just it was I was watch like, this. All right, man, you if you're a parent, you're never watching. You watch for a good fifteen seconds before you decide to make a beeline yeah, to the to the yeah, bedroom no. door. If anything, I see it and I drop it. I drop it, right. I just go. Cause you know you know what's happening. Yes. You know it that, that's that's your the baby monitor and all of a sudden it starts getting messed with at all. That's it. You don't yeah. need to see Bray Wyatt's face or anything. You just be like, yeah. nope, let's go up there right now. If anything, let's get, in there, let's get her. The way I would have reshot it is okay, you're looking at the monitor, the camera gets them, and you, they see the Miz immediately drops the, the iPad, whatever, because he sees that his daughter is frightened by this doll. So, and you know, and as the audience, we're kind of confused what's going on. And maybe the, the cameraman would shoot. We'll, we'll shoot at the at the iPad and showing the rest of the video like oh she's playing with that doll that's why the reason why he he left so early mm-hmm. you know something like that yeah and there you go yeah. but man that was just you know like I said man just a nitpick just a nitpick because <laughs> I understood the story you know I, I yeah. knew what they was going for <laughs> yeah. hey, hey great great points man They're just literally the the line the one that really caught me was that line by Miz. You go first, like, mm-hmm. yeah. What's happening here? Right, really, man. Miss, really. And she's already pregnant. You gonna send your pregnant wife? You go, you go first. first. <laughs> I'm too important. Yes, I'm critical need, to the storytelling. I'm too critical here. But you, I'm, gonna, you go I'm first. the main character. Come on, you can't lose me. <laughs> you go first. Oh, oh man. Oh man, fun stuff. But yeah. yeah, man, like I said, I think it's a great note to to end this TLC recap on because it, it had its highs and lows. Yeah. And I thought if anything, this was we, definitely, just, we could just look on the bright side of this. It's that just, was a just bright complete, side look at it. Because if anything, yeah. we could have shitted on this and this could have been a negative Dude, podcast. I was thinking, there was a part of me that was like, I'm just going to napalm this whole pay-per-view because I'm just so like <laughs> aggravated with the way... That they did the whole brawl at the end with all the wrestlers, and I'm just uh, like, what is what is 
What's, what is this? What that are we building poor, to? What's the poor point? man's AEW bra right there? That's yeah, all it was. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I didn't like it, but there were some good spots. And again, uh, Daniel Bryan reemerging, having this new look, you know, that makes him look 10 years younger, basically, yes. and just like him, you know, rekindling this feud with Bray Wyatt again is exciting. Um, Kofi Kingston, you know, doing his thing and just, just reminding us a little bit of what made Kofi Mania, you know, really cool at that time. And, you know, Biggie doing his thing as well. And that Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy matchup, like, it was match of the night. It was, it was great. So, you know, minus the, the puke green outfit for Aleister Black, <laughs> you know, it was it was match of the night, you know, lots of fun. You know, some, so, some, some stuff catch my eye, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, I think the reason why I was ready to just go nuts on this pay-per-view at first was the build-up for this pay-per-view. We didn't even realize this no. was happening today until we were doing the podcast. The la- yeah, we like, recorded it was last same. Monday, I believe. It was Monday yeah. night right after Raw, and we asked. Either either you asked me or I asked you, like, when is TLC? And I'm thinking it maybe it was, like, the following week. Yeah. And I was like, bro, it's this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. I had no idea. And you said it. You said it was this Sunday. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe because the, even the, the go home shows for the for Raw, you know, really didn't do anything no. for for the pay-per-view. You know, it, now it's funny because the main event ended up being the women's tag team championship match. And I think they did sort of end on that note, which I wasn't expecting that to be the main event when they did that. Me too. Me too. You know, so that was weird. Um, I thought there's honestly, no Seth Rollins. Be, I thought maybe the Miz and Universal, and not Universal Championship, but maybe it would be Bray Wyatt. Which yeah, would be the main that, that would have made sense. Yep. That would have made sense. If anything, with the way that they did this this whole pay per view, I feel like that story was the biggest story that they had going on for this show. So, but you know, at least for the matches that they chose, because Seth again, he's not there. So the Seth and Kevin Owens, you're not doing that. No. Um, you didn't have AJ Styles at this pay per view, mm-hmm. you know, with Rey Mysterio. There was none of that. Mm-hmm. You had the OC, but no AJ Styles. Uh, uh, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, of course, is not there. TLC, come on, man. It's right around. It's Christmas. just terrible, him, though. It's, it's him to hibernate right now. You'll see him at Royal Rumble, maybe. Royal Rumble, right? <laughs> maybe a Fastlane show up. Yeah, so I, I just it just seemed like an afterthought of a pay per view that they just kind of yeah. scrapped together last minute. And we're like, yeah. oh, we damn! I think they forgot that TLC was this Sunday, yeah. and they're like, well, we got to do something. So let's go ahead and, and put some matches together real quick and call it a day. Um, and it was too late to book book Brock and some of these other people and Seth. They didn't really have a clear plan for how to use him, so they just said, let's wait on that. And yeah, here we go. Here we are. With um, just kind of a haphazardly put together pay per view is what it felt like, but I think that there were enough moments there to make it a decent show overall, you know. And, and like I said, with with those the Alistair Black Buddy Murphy matchup mm-hmm. was great. Daniel coming back was great. The New Day's performance and the Revival's performance in that matchup were great. Um, so they they did have some some cool moments, but some matches too we just didn't give a crap about. Corbin Roman Reigns, nah. nah. Bobby Lashley Rusev, nah. Like, Sorry, it's just nope. the Viking Raiders. Nah, nah you know? K- that's a KFC sponsored match. That's what I got. KFC sponsored matchup. Yep. Yeah, they need. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a downer. No Bailey, by the way. Mm-hmm. No Sasha. Mm-hmm. You know, no Lacey Evans. Sasha's so doing like, the rap album. 
Jeez, getting a rap album. Oh my god! That's what Bailey said on on SmackDown. Supposedly, you know. Oh my god! Reason why she's not there. She was like, "Sasha's doing a rap album." I'm like, "Okay, I didn't know you and Sasha could rap. I didn't know she had bars." I don't know. Does she has bars? I will see. I love Sasha. She cutting the feature with Snoop Dogg because we know that's her cousin. That's what's happening. (laughs) One thousand percent, Snoop Dogg is about to be on that. A thousand percent. And, you know, I just, I, as much as I respect and love what she does in, in the ring as a rapper, this doesn't usually turn out well. When, we don't know. Like, if some rappers, well, there's some wrestlers that can spit bars, you know. You know, FYI, or uh, for example, uh, you got John Cena. Ugh, you really going to throw John well, Cena I'm, in there? I'm saying he can, he's a decent, it's not like terrible, it's, I can. Oh God. It's 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 decent. What about Keith Lee? He raps in his own theme song. Now. Your time is up. Your time is now. It's the franchise <laughs> shining now. Your time is up. My time is now. Come on, man. Hey, thug, thug, you know what? Forget that, John Cena. Thugonomics, John Cena was spitting bars. This is basic thugonomics. It's the word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. <laughs> Why you got to rap it so that, lame, man? You're not proving my point, bro. You're making it hard. Why you got to rap it lame? I'm telling the truth. Put your heart into it. <laughs> I did. I did. It's the best I got. Oh, man. John Cena, when he would do the live, like, you know, just digging on another wrestler personality, you know, during Thugonomic Cena, that was fun. That was, that was like, okay. And he would... He he got a little edgy sometimes with it too, and I appreciated that. You know, when he was like freestyling on somebody in the ring, that was cool. Um, the rapping, the actual rapping, uh, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. It's okay. He tried. He tried. So yeah. Um, who was the other one you mentioned? I'll say Keith Lee because he raps in his theme song. Oh yeah, he does. It just yeah. But that even he's more just like it's not. It's not. No, I can't really. I can't do that. He's not a lyricist. He's just, he's just, you know, he's just there on the song. Well, and, you know, Keith, and I, we I, don't know if he's a lyricist, man. You know who's a lyricist? Morrow. I believe okay. Morrow could cut, could yeah, do something. He could spit. I give you that. Did, Did you check I, out that documentary I had sent no, you? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Does he? Does he talk about that there? He does. Oh. He, he, he shows that. Yeah, man, he could spit. <laughs> Uh, I believe it. Man. I believe it. Yeah. The way that that man speaks on on NXT and just comes up with with just these crazy you know lines and 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 comparisons and you know references to rap songs. I'm like, this man is Loki. I believe he can rap. I, I want to hear him just freestyle because I'm and, and it's just funny. You look at him and you wouldn't say, okay, this guy is going to be you know a lyricist or whatever. No, I, I believe it. If he said he can do it, I believe it. So I, I'm going to look for that. And okay, I don't know why you're yeah. hating on these wrestlers that you that, that try to spit. They're not lyricists. They try. I'm yeah, saying, but John, Sp- John Cena got bars though. John Cena got bars. It's just the way you're doing it. You're reenacting it. It's like you're. Come on, man! You're you're doing it. No. With, if I was to reenact those bars, it'd be a different. He's way. not he's not cutting a platinum record. I'm sorry, it's not. No, it's not going to be platinum. But he's saying, I'm saying he <laughs> just. Said, what are we talking bro, about? It's, it's people out there like battle rappers that could that could battle rap and spit bars, but they not 
they're not going to put out a, a platinum record. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I'm saying that's the type of quality that John Cena has. He could spit bars, but hell no, nah, man. Platinum record, no. I just put, when you say spit bars, I'm putting a lot of respect on somebody's name to say, oh, man, yeah, he's got bars. <laughs> what he said was, was good, you know. And I can't say that with a straight face with John Cena. I can say, like, he is able to rhyme things together. He's able to put it together in a way that it works for a rhyme. Is he good? Is he dropping bars? So that thugonomic song, like, oh, yeah. that's not no. spitting bars? No, because he's not, he's not, he's not... I'm not like, yeah, man, dang, John Cena, oh, my God, that was great. It's like, okay, yeah, it's cool. It like sounds that good one for the bar, theme song. Like, the team hits the floor. This is the new fight joint. Like a broken needle, kid, you're missing the point. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Bars. No. <laughs> no. Like a broken needle, you're missing the point. <laughs> no, man. All right, man. You know, we can table this discussion then. <laughs> I feel like we're on the precipice of having an album. I think he actually, I think he actually cut an album. You know, like he had a CD during his. I thought early, he did a song time. with Snoop Dogg, though. He may have. And you know what? Like hey, real talk. Snoop Dogg did give him the kudos. He was like, "Hey, John Cena got bars." Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like saying Shaq has bars. I, I think we're on that same level, you know. I can't, you know, because that would be a debate right there. I'm, I'm going to listen to Shaq's album and John Cena's album and do a comparison. Just sleek album from Shaq. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the level we're talking about when we say, you know, John Cena's rapping. I feel like that's who I'm comparing him to, you know. And yeah, I mean, Shaq, you know, he could, he could. He could put rhymes together for sure, you know. It was decent. I mean, you know, but I'm not. I'm not. I I can't be like, yeah, man. I, I'm so when somebody say spitting bars, you saying like, oh, they're a legit rapper, oh, talent, talent, like, legit talented, like at doing it to where you're like, man, like, like I want to hear this person go up against somebody else that has this talent, and I want to listen to them potentially do an album, and I want to like, you know, I'm 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 into what they're saying and the way they're saying it. With Cena, it's like he's capable. He could do it, but it's not like I'm not getting excited about hearing him do it. But if he's if he's rapping, like when Thugonomic Cena came back at, at WrestleMania, you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? And again, in ring, like freestyling on somebody, that's where I think he's at his best. An actual album, album like or or bars like trying to do it for recording, eh, it's not as not as entertaining. <laughs> you know, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. But I'll take. Cena freestyling on anybody. If he comes back mm. on Raw tomorrow and starts freestyling on anybody, take you know Brock Lesnar, whoever, I'm I'm gonna be excited. I'm gonna be like, yeah, man, I want to hear what he has to say because he's he's great at at making those references. Like battle rapping, yeah, battle rapping live on wrestlers. He's awesome. So you do so like his bars, then, because even some some of those battle rapping, he's spitting bars. Because of how it's playing into the wrestling and the story and all of that, but again, I don't. I wouldn't put that on a you know put a put a beat on there and like I don't know and make that a thing. Like I just it's it's a in the moment like oh that was cool, but you know is he a rapper because of that? Uh, no, not really, not really. So I can have respect for it to a point, but not 
because because again, when I'm thinking bars, I'm thinking like you know the people that I have a lot of respect for the people that are doing it. Like back in the day, most deaf, you know, Nas, you know, to to Lev Kweli, like all these guys, you know, like like rappers, you know, like real like telling stories, you know, lyricists. You know, then you say John Cena, and I'm like, oh man. So you, <laughs> like, that's what I'm. I'm not saying like, oh man, he's just this great lyricist now. He's just, yeah. you know, Nas level type of lyricist. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying but that. when you say drop it, like he's You're, got bars. Like he, he, those, he, those are the okay, type of people. He's spitting bars. Okay, if he mm. spit like a clever bar, I'm like, all right, bro, he's spitting bars. That's not saying yeah. like, oh, like, give him the stamp of approval. Oh, bro, I could just listen to a full album of John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I'm bumping the John Cena record when I go and work out. That's not me. Yeah, no. I guess that's that's the difference. Like when I when I would say, oh, someone's got bars. That's that's the the situation where I would say that. You know, is that I'm talking about somebody who they're on they're on another level with it. Not that they just can do it, but that they're on another level with it. With Cena, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, but that's it. But then there's people who could really drop bars and I'm like he this dude just made me think this guy has <laughs> got me you know what I'm saying like all right like wow that was that was amazing you know so that that's it that's it all right all right well, well you know what we're gonna table that discussion <laughs> does Cena have bars that'll be another topic for drop bars <laughs> oh man all right well any any last thoughts on tlc before we wrap this up it was uh hmm if i can grade this i'll give it a solid c minus mm. yeah that's my final grade it was it had its bright it had its bright yeah. moments like you that's know that's fair actually that's fair hey i, I wanted to go the... lower than that but i i, can't. <laughs> I couldn't do I a can't. d but c minus yeah, yeah. I think it was the Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black match. It was matching the night. I love that hard hitting, yeah. stiff yeah. strike for strike match. Definitely, that was a B plus match. It was. Right there. It, it was. It was. It yeah. was. It was definitely my cup of tea, though. Just the way how they uh, did that match because they definitely had yeah. some great chemistry. I wanted more. So yeah, exactly. It, it was good. So you know, C minus. It went from a D C plus. Minus. To I C can minus. co-sign that. C minus. I like it. I like it. Man, you was ready to go clean in, my guy. Like, yeah, bro. I'm, you know what? I'm glad we came in and we talked about other stuff like anime, <laughs> uh, fantasy football before we yeah. even got and broke down this. I think that was good. Yeah, for a bit. Man. I would have jumped right That's into po- it, man. Thoughts. Like I said, I was, I was, I was ready to torch the whole thing. I was, I was coming in hot. I was yeah, a little bit mad, right, man. man. Just, just Seth Rollins episode over here. Burn it down. <laughs> but you know, calmer, calmer heads prevailed and started seeing some of the bright spots. And you know, it was there was some good moments there in the pay per view. There was some fun moments. So you know, gotta gotta give him credit for that. And yeah, Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black. That's like the one that puts it over the top to give it at least a, a decent, barely passing grade for the whole pay per view. There's a lot of just missing elements that I think I'm like, oh, it would have been nice to have worked in the whole Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, AOP situation. No singles titles on the line, you know, here. You know, it's just weird. Like, no Shinsuke Nakamura defending the United States Championship. No, uh, or no, the Intercontinental Championship, I should say, and Rey Mysterio defending the, the United States Championship. 
Um, you know, just nothing. You know, the Universal Champion was there, didn't defend. WWE Champion, MIA again. Like, you know, and then the way the matches went, it was it was it was solid, but you know, just missing a little bit, a little something. So, but but all good, all good. C minus. I like that grade. I, I would give them that grade too. It is decided. It's decided. <laughs> all right, that is gonna do it. For this recap of Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2019, the last pay-per-view of the year for the WWE, the last pay-per-view of the decade yes. for WWE. On the road so, to Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, then, which the road to WrestleMania officially begins. So let's see what they got for us. I, I am excited for that. It's always a fun time, and we're inching closer to our one-year anniversary, basically, of the show. on the road to the one-year, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, when we do that that prediction show for Royal Rumble, that'll really officially be it, because that's where where we started this whole thing, so it's been a hell of a journey. Hell yeah, Um, man. Went through some growing pains, but it's it's been good. Definitely. It's been good. Definitely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Same. Same here. So I'm looking forward to to starting off the road to WrestleMania and, and, and kicking off and, and just pick it, finishing up this full year's worth of podcasting that we've been doing, uh, talking about WWE and wrestling on a whole. So it's going to be fun. All right. But that's going to do it for this. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.